Uh, that's right. It's Cleveland Moto Podcast 233. Light them up, boys. Oh, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> nitro power. Those, those nitros are always a little greasy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your Taco Bell for dinner fart. Hey, uh, so we've got a fucking full house tonight, but we've got Tales from the Road. Oh, yeah. And to my immediate left is... Steve Hoffer. And to his left is... Nick DeVito. And... Tim Hempfling. Uh, and Kevin Rosman. Kevin Rosman hasn't been here. Like, have you ever done a podcast with us? Here? In the world. Oh, yes, in the world. Yeah. All right. Very, very limited. A number. long time. It, it might At be the garage, total. right? Okay. So, glad to be back. Yeah, I want to say in the garage. In right? the garage. In the garage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And to his left, Chris Smith. And Steve Sleepy Sims. Been away for a while, too. Yeah. And Pedro Hempling. Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and your humble narrator, Felipe Aguas. Uh, yeah, these guys are back from the fucking trip of road trips. Wait, we got a donation. We have a donation. Okay, let's. let's I, I saw this. Out of the way. Oh, wait. That's our Foley artist. Whoa! Oh. Lexington bourbon. You know it's a good bourbon when it's got a picture of a horse on the label. Yeah. Wow, that is really nice. Lexington's finest Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Uh, bottled for Western Spirits by Three Springs Bottling Company in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Boy, that is a fine looking... What I, the best way I could say is it looks like a tombstone. Yeah. It's yeah. trying to be a hip flask. And if you yeah. put this in your hip flask, you'd be a W.C. Fields motherfucker, man. If you put this in your hip pocket, yeah, that is fierce. Okay, we're going to crack That's into a that. a colorful description. I like yeah. that. Oh, Where this did it is, come this from? Is fierce. We're, Chris oh. Smith? Oh. Good job. Thank you, Chris. It's an internal donation. Josh was nice enough to bring the IPAs last week and then tell us about his India trip. And uh, so now we've got... Oh. Now, for anybody who wants, you know, in the freezer, we've got, uh, we've got cups and we also are, you know, glasses and we also have ice cubes. That's oh, right. there you go. Oh, Good look man. Look at Uncle Pete. Uncle Pete is on target with the shot glasses. India trip? Uh, yeah, there are. Oh, I don't know. No, Josh. Josh, Josh, was, Josh oh, was here last no, week. Okay. Yeah, Josh was here last week. India. I've never been to India. And, uh, jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a good shot glass when you got to bust the ice off the top of it. I stored this beer for 25 sealed. years and now I brought it back just for you. They brought it back <laughs> just for you. The uh, That's the, the no label. Now is that like one of those heat sensitive labels that if you the beer's too warm you can read the label? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. That's I'm a good question. Familiar. I'm not I'm not hit. Uh, so I'm going to pour out a lot of these and just come up and grab a uh, just grab come up and grab yourself a snort. Because oh you know, God. it's bur- it's bourbon and we like that. Mm-hmm. Some will be poured more generously than others as <laughs> my handshakes. Just because I haven't been drinking yet. So. I was going to say, take that drink, I'll stop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, my, my calibration fluid's a little bit low. Yeah. Mercy buckets? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Any more glasses? MG carb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have to melt go. a hole to Put it that way. So Here's drink one it. down here that's unclaimed. Uh, no, Tim? Okay, good. I know Hoff's going to have one, right? No, none? None for Steve? All right. I got one of these. We're good. That's oh, for that Johnny Mac. Steve. That's for Other Johnny Steve. Mac. Oh, yeah, we got to pour that out. <laughs> Hold on. we we got a couple out here still. Okay. Well, wait, we give, might be okay. Give, give one back to Uncle Phil. Well, I'm good. I got mine. Pete's all got right. his. We're all good. All right. Well, here we go. Um, to Lexington, Kentucky, <laughs> goddammit. Cheers. Just the other side of the bridge. Cheers, Ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. Right. I'll give you a close one. Yeah. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's bourbon, all right. Mm. Pretty tasty, too. Ooh, that's nice. You know, on the road, you can, some states, you can buy uh, flasks of whiskey right at the gas station. Yes. 
<laughs> set up properly. I sent Tim out for a beer run the other day. He comes back. I got my feet up, watching TV, drinking some bourbon. Yeah. In the room. He's like, where the fuck did you get that? Yeah. In a like, gas I, station. I picked up at the gas station. <laughs> they we filled up. Ohio's <laughs> one of the states that is the last, one of the last states to have drive through liquor stores. Yep. And well, if you say that to people from other states... They just freak the fuck out. Except for in Georgia, yeah. where they have drive-through margarita things, where they hand you a oh, foam no. cup with a straw in it yeah. with margaritas. With the papers on top of the straw. Yeah, like, that's yeah, gonna yeah, keep yeah, you. Like, yeah. don't drink this. You get home, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Okay, got it. And they're like really weird, like weak, wooden weak. shacks with like like Grandma Moses, like solid. Oh, really? Oh, it's crazy, man. Yeah. I went to an all-nude drive-through car wash in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> So yep. how did you get all your clothes off while you're driving? <laughs> <laughs> when you come out the other end, you better be naked. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it works. So wait, you don't have to go to Georgia for that. I did. All the time. <laughs> Short, Georgia, Indiana. Call the cops. Pizza. I'm watching his car again. <laughs> so how many days were you guys in Mexico? Seven. Seven. Seven days. Mexico, yeah. And yet our token Mexican's not here tonight. So yeah. oh man. Uh, but on the road for 14 days, though. So. On the road for 14 total. Yeah. yeah. Damn. How many okay. miles did that encompass? 4,500. Oh, wow. 4,500 yeah, awesome. miles. These were not lazy days. No, we were at four days. You, you were um, moving. Yeah. Yeah. 4,500 miles. And did everybody finish on the same bike they started on? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. That happens. Yeah, we, that did. happens. we did. We did. Uh, there was 20 guys on the trip, plus or minus one or two, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. 20 um, guys. That's on a big trip. group. To... Yeah. We did all ride. Together, you okay. stay at the same hotels every night. You leave on your own. You get to the next hotel on your own. Okay. But okay. we rode. Tim and I rode together every single day, and we'd pick up. I don't want to say that that like that. Um, one other two guys would come with us along the way. <laughs> 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 um, but but you'd run into guys. You stop for lunch. There'd be sure. somebody else. You might ride together for a while. Maybe they're at a faster pace or a slower pace. And you know, um, but at the end of the trip, at the end of each day, everyone assembled at the same place. Then you have like a uh, uh, happy hour in the parking lot. They had a cooler, you just paid towards the kitty, and when the beer cooler was full, or when it was empty, you put some more money in the kitty, and so the beer cooler was full all week. That's actually Good. a really nice setup, the, the yeah. riding thing. Uh, GPS Kevin. Yeah. Anyone who's not familiar with GPS mm-hmm. Kevin on ADB yeah. Rider? It's hard to not mm-hmm. know about GPS Kevin. Super, the dude is like super organized on these trips. Oh. He really does a good job of putting it all together. Well, you can usually find on the internet somebody complaining about somebody all the time. Mm-hmm. It's hard pressed to find anybody bitching about that dude. That guy has the, the only complaints right. I could ever find about him, or that any criticism anyone has about him, is the tat, the guy that put the tat together. Um, some people accuse him of like riding on his coattails, kind of just okay. on, on the tat route. Sure, on yeah. the tat but route. Yeah, the rest of the rides he does. That's the Transatlantic Trail. Right, but isn't the Trans-America tat... Trans America Trail. Yeah, Trans America Trail. The yeah. tat is kind of like open source, though. Isn't it is. That? Well, yeah. that's, that's what Kevin's idea. rides are. Kevin's yeah. rides are 100% open source, and right. the guy is Sam something or other that developed tat. He's trying to keep control of it. Like, this is my baby. I created it. I put it out for you, and... Well, good. Go guide would, people and do your thing, and, you know, they're exactly. stupid. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, no guy's trying to create a monopoly out of it, and is. Kevin is 100% right. open source. He's a retired um, Hewlett-Packard... I don't know what he was, a programmer, executive, or what he did with Hewlett Packard. Yeah, his routes are available, right? They're out there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Super cool. And the He's way it works is he, he gives you a chip, you put in your, you have to have a Garmin GPS of some right. sort, any sort, and you put the chip in your GPS, and it just magically, the lines appear on there, and you just follow the... That's fantastic. Follow the yellow brick road. Oh, okay. So you don't have to do awesome. any of the GPX stuff nope. or anything? Nope. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Just yeah. dump it in, and you're done. Oh, that's so sweet. That's really and cool. What was the cost on something like that? 
For the one-week trip, it included uh, seven nights lodging, a support truck. Um, a couple free meals. A couple free meals yep. that were included in the room things, right. I think. Um, it was 800 bucks. So Whoa. Really Whoa. Cheap. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Only cheap. $800 for seven he, days. He claims he's not making money on it. He does he's this not. as a labor of love. No, he can't be. be. No, yeah. But he's, he's retired. He I mean, I know here. Mexico's Mexico and everything, but 110 bucks a day or 120 bucks a day? What he does, he travels for free. Yeah. He said... You know, like he, he sets it all up. You're paying for his trip. You're paying for the support truck, which I'm more than willing to pay for a support truck. Right. He's carrying a beer cooler for me. Yeah. And you can put baggage in your sure. truck if you want to. Well, $800 for seven days? You can't travel in America that cheap. I no. went to Atlanta for three days for work a week ago. Right. And it cost... Eighteen hundred dollars, and I found a gun in a rental car. Right, but that's because yeah. you, you found a gun in a rental car. Yeah. and the nude ones Phil was talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like a rebate. Your money really yeah. Yeah. You should okay, rob so, the liquor store. So you pay it wasn't yours. Or a car wash. If I can understand this correctly, you guys start the day at oh seven hundred or whatever time. We whatever did, time yeah. we'd get up. Right, whatever time you get up. <laughs> but we were up by sunrise every morning. Right, yeah. yeah. exactly. And the idea being, it's not a combined launch. This isn't the Babe rally. Nope. You're not all. It's not a race. Right, you're just doing it whenever you want to do it. Right. So awesome. your your breakfast and your lunch is your responsibility. Yes, pretty your, much. Your you meals. Know, you are give us recommendations along the route. Yeah, or, actually, you know. that's that's on the GPS too. There's and that's little, worth its weight in gold. Yes, it is. There's a so circle you don't stop on the GPS. In the vomitorium. That, right, it shows yeah. like a, a, a respected lunch spot again he's, because he's done the right. route a dozen times. He knows something. the good he, spots. He, yep. Exactly. Oh, that's so top, smart. Top three sites that you saw while riding. Um. Cactus forests that go on for like 100 miles. Like the first time you see one of those like cartoony saguaro, saguaro mm-hmm. cactuses, yeah. it's really cool. You're not in Texas. And then after you've been through <laughs> 100 miles of them where you see nothing but cactus, um, you're like, it, but it's super cool. Right. It's, it's like Please we're don't not let me can- crash in there. Yeah, not <laughs> cactus anymore, yeah. Did you guys ride your own bikes? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, how'd you get them down there? Did we guys- shipped the bikes to Vegas. Okay. Then we flew into Vegas. Yeah. Um, one of the guys that was on the trip with us lives in Vegas. So he picked us up at the airport, drove us up to the freight dock, which was you know, 20 minutes away or something. Uh, we landed at 1 o'clock. We arrived by 3 o'clock. Holy so, shit. That's, wow. that's good I'm coordination. Impressed. Do you have who to is, ship them? Who is your shipper? Anybody? Uh, we used it just motorcyclesshippers.com. They're out okay. of California. But the people that actually picked the bikes up was a freight terminal out of Columbus. They picked them up right in Tim's driveway. Mm-hmm. Could have fuel in them. Didn't have to disconnect oh, the batteries. Right. Um, they just put it on a... They palletized them, basically put them in the back of a 24-foot <laughs> straight truck, and we didn't see them again until we... And you, then you could go online and track the bikes <laughs> all the way across the country, Which too. Which sounds way better than U-Ship, where some hillbilly shows up in a pickup truck and yeah. just, like, lays your bike down in the back and goes, I'll get it there. <laughs> yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. And when now we got, I can't get to your house We got to Vegas, we, got, we went to the warehouse in Vegas, and we showed them our paperwork, and they put us out in the warehouse, and there was a guy with a forklift, and... We were out of there in ten minutes apiece. Yeah. You, you went Holy first. smokes! Yeah. He that's scooped his, up the pallet and brings the bike right there. The that is definitely yeah. not forward scare. Gone. No, that's yeah. an excellent that operation. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't super cheap, but for the convenience, it was. Mm. Well, how much? Yeah, was eight hundred bucks a bike to ship them there. Okay, but was besides, that round trip? There and back. No, we rode back. Oh, you did ride. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So all right. We picked the bikes up in Vegas. We rode down to the okay. ca- the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, that was like two days. Okay. And then. um we did the full week in Baja, eight days actually, and then um, we rode home from the border back to Ohio here. So let me ask you this because days. this is amazing me because I thought it would be a lot more. So like, if you can ballpark without getting into actual figures, what do you think the whole trip cost individually? 
800 for the ship. 800 for the ship. 800 for the, 800 for the um, trip, including and gas and food. And gas and food and some hotels on the way back. Yeah. 24 uh, under three grand for two wow. weeks. For two weeks. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's amazing. Like, I, I thought it'd be like ten grand for a trip. No, no, no. that's that's for ten grand. Very, you can fly overseas and rent yeah. somebody else's bike. No, but bike I just, and, I, it just seems like that's that's worth it. Like, that's oh, yeah, two weeks sure. of awesome adventure. That yeah. is, I mean, that's nothing. So, how long did you dick around in Vegas before you actually hit the Mexican border? Well, we picked the bikes up at well, we landed at one. Right. Picked, picked the bikes up at three. We got we were out of Vegas by four. Oh, you were not. No, we didn't. We, we didn't no. go to Vegas. We oh, didn't do no pre gaming. Our our first stop that or our first night stop was in Laughlin, right? Which is south of Vegas. Oh yeah. Um, but we did detour out to see the uh, Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam, right? Yeah. yeah. And then which, we were yeah. driving down towards. Laughlin. Did you hit that? At, did you hit that during daylight hours? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You did. Yeah, well, yeah. that's great. Yeah. We were yeah. there at five o'clock. I'm going to say. Yeah. Did you take the damn tour? No. <laughs> it's no, a damn pulled, good time. We pulled in the parking lot, I smoked a couple cigarettes, snapped a couple pictures, and boom, we were out of It was kind of a shit show down there. Actually. Renee and I yeah. took the damn tour because it was goddamn raining. Oh, okay. oh no. Was, did you take the tour with us? No, okay. So that was a different trip. No, but we, we did the trip. The we did the whole trip in the rain. Okay. So we left Vegas in a fucking monsoon, it and it never stopped. Oh, my God. Well, I can Go tell ahead. you this, too. Tell him. <laughs> 4,500 miles, two yeah. weeks on the road. We did not see a single raindrop. Wow. Which is insane. That First is insane. motorcycle Especially trip in my, in my life. Yeah. yeah. For late March and early April. Yeah. That's insane. That was. It was it? That's so, crazy. And we saw temperatures from 30s to 90s. So yeah. what kind of gear did you guys pick? Yeah, I was about to say, what did you pack? I had like two pairs of pants, half a dozen shirts, two pairs of magic underwear. Yep, two um, pairs of magic underwear. Yep. And then... Um, Buy them in Utah. They had some, uh, I mean, I was wearing air-stitch gear, which serves as rain gear as well. Right, right. Um, we had insulating layers beneath that, which I brought my heated vest. However, I forgot the cord to plug the vest oh, into, yeah. into yeah. the thermostat. Uh, I did let him feel my chest as we pulled into a restaurant. and You had your heated I had my yeah. heated gear. Oh, <laughs> my cord. It's so yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh. I would have made a fucking cord. I would, too. Oh, I, I thought about it. Double mint gum twisting the no. tinfoil so, together. There would have been some <laughs> TV in some hotel that was missing a cord. <laughs> yeah. bike's fantastic. This bike's fantastic. Again. For the yeah. price? How the can price? you beat that? This yeah, is... Tim should talk about what he wrote. Yeah, That's what he's oh, yeah. I, I wrote the uh, CSC uh, 250. And, California uh, Scooter Company 250 yep. has um, now been... Now, we all know they took it on a Mexico trip. They took it on... They take it on an annual trip. Right. And they take as many as twenty five bikes, I think. Right. And you know, first come, first serve. Yep. And uh yeah, they, they take it on a tour down there yep. every year. So Yeah, and then yeah. now you've had now how many miles did you have on your bike before you went to I had go? uh just shy of four thousand before I'm, going. I'm just shy of nine right now. Jesus wow. Christ. Yeah. Your Double. bike went from being like Oh yeah, I've lived a, lived a couple of years in America. It's a pretty good life. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah. Wait, more importantly, it kept up with what's your bike? I was riding after I, I, I wouldn't say it kept up with his. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair. He was he was grateful or uh, uh, gracious enough and considerate enough to stay behind me because actually <laughs> we learned a lot about drafting while we were out yes. there because when, yeah. you know, when we yeah. got back into the country we had to get across Arizona and New Mexico yeah. and you know it's flat and you're on the oh, interstates yeah, out there seventy five mile an hour. You know, speed limits, which, which means everyone's going do 85. close to, if the wind's blowing the right way. If you have and prevailing it, winds. The whole trip, I was fighting the wind. Yeah. It didn't matter if I was going down Baja, back up Baja. 
and you know, I was thinking, you always I had wind I on can't your wait nose. to turn east and right. start heading for home. Right, because you know there's going to be a tailwind because no, America. No, because we've got this cold front coming out of Canada. We've got a low pressure cell coming out of the west, yep. and all this south wind coming out of the, of the Gulf of Mexico. Because trust me, that's all I thought about for three days. Was, yeah. All this stuff, and I'm in the the perfect due east southeast wind. You should have a tailwind. Like and a, I did not. I had a headwind. The when James and I rode way. the 125 west to east across America, you know, we didn't read, ride east to west. We didn't ride right. east to west because we were riding a 125 exactly. across Texas. Yeah. Well, here's a good point. So people yeah. that ride bicycles across the country, yeah. they always start in California yes. and go to the Absolutely. east coast. They, no, no one goes east, east to west. west. That's insane. For that very reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. No issues with your bike. Pardon? Mechanically, no issues with the bike. Uh, I've got. A, I've developed an oil leak, which I believe is the. Uh, the head okay. gasket. Okay. Um, other than that, it stalled on me once. I misshifted two or three times. Mm-hmm. And okay. then the very last day, I'm getting a little spacey. Well, yeah, guess what? So yeah. I probably stalled it three times that day and just shifted probably six times. Just because the, you've been on, on the road the for 14 day, right. fucking days. Because operator you headspace and timing. Yeah, yeah if, you don't, if you don't exactly. like know exactly how to shift it, it's not going to shift right. real well. So, yeah. Pete, what about your piece of shit? Oh, man, <laughs> like a top. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Acts like you're driving a Honda or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. It's the shifter I built for you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That is, I mean, that is fantastic. But so, uh, so of the twenty guy, uh, the twenty bikes 20 were on the trip. Yeah. I'm gonna say we had there were two Yamaha WR250s that were outfitted to the T. These guys look like our racing team. Wow. Um, but how are their driving skills or riding? Skills? Well, the one guy wrecked the first day pretty badly. <laughs> day which, one which, tells a tale. Which really surprised me because these guys look super hardcore, and I'm like, they oh. look super hardcore. But no, they, actually, he toughed it out though. He wrapped yeah, it up. Yeah, he did. He wrapped that ankle up, and he finished the trip. And, how uh, bad was his ankle? Bad. The first couple of days, they thought he was going to like his trip was done. They oh really? Wow. Done. So it was a, was he think it was broken? It? I don't think it was broken. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. They were going to amputate it though. He had big seedy you know. boots on, you know, like yeah. heavy duty boots and stuff. Matt I think that it. probably saved him. Yeah, yeah, he turned it pretty good and had a nice bruise. Okay. Yeah, it was right. all kinds of colors, and he was limping, and he had it wrapped up for okay. a couple of days and iced out. More beer. Yeah. But yeah. of the twenty guys, there were three injuries: two ankles, and one guy wrecked, um, broke three ribs, ribs and punctured along. along. Yeah. That was on the last day. Good for him. And then we had three bikes break, a KLR 650. What? The radiator. Yeah. Vibration. He he, uh, cracked the radiator. I don't think it was bolted on correctly. It probably wasn't. Yeah. And um, some JB (laughs) Weld fixed that for the most most part. The JB (laughs) Weld fixed it enough. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, they fixed it enough. He left her home. Right. And then... um, uh, the guy that broke his ribs, he obviously didn't finish riding. They yeah. put his in the uh, van. Okay, well, that's why you have a sag wagon. And then uh, one guy wrecked a oh. R1200 GS oh, big ad- Adventure. Wreck. Um, oh, he didn't really wreck it. Was he that that was a rental. It was a rental, too, yeah. yeah. That was a rental. Oh, who cares? Well, that's well, what well, you do. Now, hold on. Kick the shit out well, of that there was, yeah. I'd say there was probably six bikes on the trip that were rental bikes. There was a guy, Where did they rent them from? The guy in Tijuana. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a ba- lot. Baja Moto Rent, I believe is the name of the Literally, in Super TJ. cool guy that was on the trip with us. In TJ. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I bet you that doubled the cost of his trip. Rentals probably are not good. cheap. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap to rent a 1200 And this guy, his name is Marco. Again, he, though, he, double he, the cost of your trip. Still pretty cheap. Get on your bike, dude. That's still cheap. No, I, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. If you, if you had a week, you could fly into San Diego. This guy, Marco, will meet you at the border. 
take you right to the. I'm bike. already picking days. Yeah, like that's seriously, a, <laughs> fly into San All Diego. In fly and drive. That's. Yep. Have you ridden sand? Yes, I have, and I hate it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, lean back. I fucking hate it. You don't. Yeah. Get yeah. on the yeah. back of the pegs. Apparently, there's only one way to get through sand, and I figured it out. It's to be on a bike that's lighter than whatever I was riding, and then go fast and go real oh, fast. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with gravel. Yeah. You can't drive yeah. gravel. It's, there's no it's way to do it. Counterintuitive. You, you just have yeah. to gas it and get yeah. that front wheel to like lift up and yeah. just yeah. kind of like yeah. float yeah. that. If front the front wheel, wheel is anything other than floating, you're not going to make it. Well, Tim and I have the Santa Bluetooth communicators, and oh, I'm good. sure he yeah. heard me like in that sand, like on. Oh fuck! Don't fight me, baby! Don't fight me! I'm like talking to the bike the whole time. <laughs> were you guys beach riding? Were you beach riding or dune riding? No, dune riding. Dune uh, riding yeah. Just dirt tracks and Back sandy road, tracks. Yeah, you know, we didn't actually ride yeah. on the beach hardly yeah. at all. Very, yeah. very, very, very. Little. It's the that's been my experience with sand is that no matter what tires I'm on are wrong, and I'm cursing them the second I get near sand. And then the other thing is. If anything impedes your ability to maintain float, yes. like if you have to slow down for anything, if you had a gun, you would shoot whatever it is you had to slow down for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if it's a child, that child's dead. <laughs> if it's a if it's a, an animal or a car, that that, that is dead because you know right as soon as you slow down, you're going to do what? Eat sand. Right. Mm-hmm. That front wheel starts plowing in like a snow plow. And yeah. it's like and you got the wheel at full lock and you're still going straight. Uh, That's a bad feeling. And uh, if you have, if you had two years left on your clutch after a good sand situation, yeah. you have like seven days left on your clutch yeah. after. Yeah. Wow. So how much of your time was spent in the sand? Well, the first day. Oh boy. Um, I don't like that answer. They give you these um, GPS. Kevin sets us up so that there's a green route, yeah. a blue route, and a red route. Right. The green route is. Mostly paved or hard packed or easier right. sand. The blue route is like, um, okay, we're going to get you off the beaten path a little bit more. The red route is like hardcore. Like, you better be ready to like okay. go. Where's you know, the like, double black diamond? That is the double black yeah, diamond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so the very first day, Tim had scoped out some of the route. Um, and he's like, I want to do this blue route the first day because it right. goes up through this pine forest, like riding the ridge Ooh, at like elevation. Oh, that sounds nice. And I'm thinking, what kind of sand's going to be up there, right? Because well, it's yeah. at the top oh. of the pine ridge. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you know what about Baja? Here's the funny I know thing. About Baja. It's all sand. It's all sand. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that's how the air gets from the Pacific to Texas. Go figure. <laughs> well, figure. Here, here's what we figured out. People that live in California or Baja or anywhere yeah. where there is, is any sand whatsoever, right. their idea of a sandy road and our idea as Midwesterners of a sandy road totally different varies animal. differently. Yes, it to- does. Totally differently. <laughs> yeah. So a sandy Great road there is 12 inches of snow. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, I'd like to see those fuckers yeah. driving the snow. That's yeah, exactly that's, right. That's, that's that was my first this, experience. This icy road. Yeah, yeah. 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 Come on, hang on first time people. I saw a Baja sandy road, I was like, "Oh, twelve inches of snow. Got it. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'll be crashing there. Yeah, <laughs> and there, and there, and there, and there." <laughs> but the funny thing is, when you start down one of these roads, yeah. the gas stations are so few and far mm-hmm. between that if you're like halfway into the woods, you're like, might as well say, "Like, let's drive all the way to halfway woods. out." Right. Instead of turn around and go back, right. risk running out of gas, and then have to start on the other route. So um, you start to really love those O X O X O X O X O signs. The O X X O. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, Oxos. You love seeing those. You see those and you're like Oxos, Pemex. And did you have any extra fuel with you? No, but my bike has a six gallon tank. It's an F800 Adventure. It has a big tank. Unless you say that mine did not. Tim ran out of gas twice. Oh, the first time was stateside. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. No, 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 no. Tim, Tim, he wouldn't stop for you. Actually, we stopped twice just for breathers. All right. And 
we stopped as soon as my bike started to sputter. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Had I not made the two previous breather stops right. you or stopped it. the sputter, right. I'd have made it the last quarter You'd mile because that's in. all we were short. We yeah. can see the we gas were station. We short a quarter mile of fucking <laughs> gas. So, so did you lean it over to double secret reserve? No. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 I have a flat bottom tank. Oh, it's a flat bottom tank? With the pump right in the bottom. Shit. So I rode ahead to the gas station. I looked in the garbage can found an oil bottle in there. Filled that up with gas. Brought it back to him. More stroke. I lube at that point. Extra top end lube. Nice. That's cool. Bring you back. Here's your quart of gas. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's all it took to get me there. Oh, know? yeah. I could Literally. probably spit in there a couple times yep. and made it. So Yeah. Yeah, I still have a few. I have like three one-liter white gas bottles mm-hmm. yeah. that, I, that I travel with. We tried to buy one, and we uh, couldn't find a store yeah, anywhere. Couldn't either. find one. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a, you got to yeah. just buy the right, the right, like, because now it's all trendy and stuff to have like aluminum water bottles and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And 90% of that shit will hold gas. Oh, right. oh for sure. So, yeah, you yeah. just look for a big O ring. Yeah, a, a, a one liter water bottle will hold gas. What's that? A one liter water bottle will hold gas. For like 93 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on which. And the amount of. The styrofoam won't hold gas for nine seconds. The amount of PCBs or whatever it's going to get into, whatever it is, you'll be fine. It just depends on how recyclable it is. That's all. It's Chinese. I mean, I'll just throw it away and buy another one. I got a question. What was the scariest moment? That's a lot of days on the road. There's, I'm sure, one moment in each of the scariest these moment was adventures. this hotel we stayed at in like the donkey show. No, the no, scariest moment that. riding. This oh, I was gonna say this hotel. Where was the hotel? <laughs> Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri, which is like whoa, 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 whoa. that's uh, not even in Mexico. Oh no, this is on the way home. This was the scariest moment. That was a question. I asked the question. I should have known better. I will say Memphis was pretty sketchy. So there still exists thirty dollar hotel rooms in this country. Yeah, actually, it was pretty fucking nice. Just so. say you get what you pay for, <laughs> yeah. and Pete would find us. Yes. Yeah, but we didn't partake. No, no, I wasn't eating that stuff. I didn't want to eat anything that came out of that office. <laughs> was, <laughs> was it the blue clam or whatever from the Netflix show? What was it? The blue cat? Was it Ozarks? Yeah, yeah. Ozarks. that's a good Lake Oh Ozarks. no, I didn't see that. But uh, no. okay, no, so I, Lake of the Ozarks thirty dollars hotel is not. On your trip advisor. Actually, I would go back there. Oh, you would? would? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they have security. You <laughs> some nice ladies. They have security. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, your room's on the second floor. That's okay. I'll be pulling my bike in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't even think about pulling the bike in that hallway. We could have, yeah. yeah. I we, always do it. First floor room, and I always ask for a handicap room. I call ahead. Be like, yeah, I got to book a room. Yeah. You got a handicap room? Oh, they always have a handicap room. Like, four, the whole, the whole doorway. The whole room is, the whole hotel is sold out. Yeah. That handicap room is open. Nice. Like, you got a handicap room? Yeah, I got a handicap room. Okay, thanks. I'll be pulling in, like, you know, O Dark 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you pull in, you're like, oh, I'm here to pick up my room. They don't say shit. They don't care. You're not like, allowed to ask. Yeah, it's like room number 108 or 101 always. It's like the end of either end of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Doors, like you said, four fucking feet wide. That's good. I don't care if you've yeah, got a goddamn right. store. Yeah, if you've got a Starbucks <laughs> cruiser. Well, playbook. That's a pro, yeah. tri- and pro tip right there. They pro tip from your What's yeah. your handicap? I have two broken. I have two fake legs. You really right. want to see it? Like fuck yeah. off again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you have intercourse with your chapeau. Yeah, you, right. right. That's it. <laughs> uh, this is just. But the doors are huge. Right, right. What's your handicap? You should see this bruise on my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Take the room. Have a good night. Yeah. 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 The problem is uh, my handicap, sir, is that I have a support animal, and its name is Yonder Motorcycle. Right. <laughs> and if I get too far from it, I freak the fuck out and break shit. So I'm going to have it in my room if that's cool. Right. Otherwise, you're going to lose a candy machine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it's going to work. Well, uh, 
But no, what would you say was the scariest moment? Do we have any scary moments? I don't think we that, did. That wind coming back north. Oh, yeah. okay. oh my god. We're coming up the uh Sea of Cortez side. Yeah. You know, yeah. on Highway Five, I think. I think so, yeah. And like when you're driving down the highway and the, the hill comes across the the highway and you've got the cutout for the road that goes through and so you got a you got a little hilltop on the right and a big mountain on your left and uh the wind's coming off the off the water. Absolute ninety degrees. Too. Ninety degrees. Oh, so you're really? leaning about thirty degrees wow. just you to, know, go to the right. And just as you start to enter this little tunnel, for lack of a better term, the wind switches direction like that. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it just, oh, I, fuck you. I, I honestly, and you're on a 250? There, yeah. And, oh, and had shit. there been another car coming, because you can't see the wind or what it's about to do to you. Yeah. Had there been a car coming the other direction, he'd have been a hard, I'd have been a dead man. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was three quarters of the way across the oncoming lane before oh, I got a hold of it. I was like, whoa, hey, hey. Wow. And then Pete hit it right behind I'm right me. behind him, and I, I see him, like, just, like, do this, like, hard left right into the oncoming lane. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And that's about the time he got a hold of me, you know? Yeah. Because you're, <laughs> you're like, oh, I got it. You're, yeah. leaning, you're leaning against the wind, like, fortifying yourself against it. And yeah. then, like you said, you come into this, like, protected area, and the wind, like, switched 180 degrees and just, like, pushed by the hand of God right into the other lane. Yeah. Oh, and just as bad for you, even with a heavier bike. Yes. Now, coming some other places. Was that north of San Felipe or south of San Felipe? Just north of yeah, just, just north of us. You guys yeah. have just left. Yeah. yeah. When you guys were in San Felipe, did you go to Bar Miramar? No. no. There was, oh, San Felipe dude. was a shit show because the San Felipe 250 was going on. Yeah, the Mexican. Which is yeah. like. 250. It was Baja, like a carnival yeah. mixed up with a sporting event, mixed up with um, Fourth of July parade. Yeah. The, the, the cars, the bikes, awesome. the buggies, everything. Well, this is score trucks. This is Bajas. Oh. This is yeah. madness. It is madness. It, it was crazy. absolute madness. It was the Miramar is the one that looks like a cowboy bar from the outside, but you go inside and all the walls are purple. There was so much people and vehicles <laughs> yeah. and just... It's madness. Everything everywhere. We yeah. rolled into town and like yeah. all the vehicles are on the main street, yep. like along the lake, uh, you, ocean yeah. front. You there. have been in San Felipe. Yeah. So then we yeah. we're like, we got to get the F out of here. So yeah. we just During started like week. picking our way through. And there, you know, there's like street vendors and yep. there's like little kids that are chasing trucks because they want stickers. And, and or thousand dollar parts that that <laughs> mysteriously fall off of the vehicles I and guess, get ransomed yeah. back. Maybe a churro. Yeah. Yeah. But Look, we, I found we did a supercharger. And then there was like, um, <laughs> would you like it back? That happens though. I mean, it just does. You know. There was like families like oh, yeah. that posted up like they were like food trucks, but they weren't right. food trucks. They were just people selling like burritos out of the back of their pickup truck or yes. something. You know, awesome. I had that was some of the best food I had the whole yep. week. With wow. um, they had like homemade ceviche that oh. was in this clam. Oh, ceviche! It's so good. There was a clam that oh, was man. so big it was like a fucking frisbee. When he was done, when he was done eating that clam. He's like, pick up this clam shell and see how heavy it is. Mm. That thing must have weighed three pounds. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's a fucking no, gooey it duck. Was, it was. It was a clam too. It, yeah. Yeah. And it was three dollars. Three dollars. I love San Felipe, oct- man. Clam, awesome. octopus, um, shrimp. Yeah, you know, and then all the avocados. But I can I can tell you that yes, during race weeks, so you know that whole town survives because of those races. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome experience. that's why they live. And I've been through there a couple of times with the scooter folk. And when we end up going through, it's not race week; it's just a day. Yeah. Right. And so you can you can you can stay in the hotels and stuff. You can get into these really fun, cool hotels for cheap. And we get into the hotel, we get into these bars, and we're like. 
Why is this entire bar bulletproof? <laughs> why is there nothing you can break in this entire bar? Everything in this bar is unfucking breakable. Right. Oh, why? Wow. Because of racing. That's impressive. Because when you get these that dudes claim. liquored up well, yeah, that have like the, the, you know the, the, a two hundred thousand dollar car and a half million dollar trailer, giddy up. Yeah, you're, that's so cool that you came up through uh, Sea of Cortez. That you came up on that inland side. Well, we went on both sides. We yeah. kind of like started yeah, kept, down the kept, kind of we started down the Pacific too. side I the first night. Yeah, did you drive across the winery road? So yes, all, yes, yes. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was day yeah. one for a long time. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah, we saw a little bit of everything. I mean, get to Quattro Quattro and Ocho Ocho. Yeah. <laughs> so, we saw yeah. uh, ocean on both sides. We yep. saw oh, mountains. We saw deserts. We saw man. you know Ensenada, which was Ensenada's fucking great. No, I didn't like. It. I didn't like Ensenada. I like it. It was so like I think it was a Saturday we were there. Whatever. Oh, then you're like Sunday that's equivalent Sunday? to. Uh, it was. It was. It was, it was uh, Myrtle yeah. Beach. Yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's we didn't even very go by the beach. We were just yeah. like. Um, like the, strip, the fish market in Ensenada is amazing. I'd like, like to see that. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. You can go in there and just be like, the fish are still gasping for air, etc. Mm. Or gasping for water, gasping. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right, gasping for water. But like the, everything's life. so fresh. And you go into the Ensenada market, and there's plenty of places to eat in the market, just like ours. But it's so good, mm. and it's fantastic. Even people that don't like seafood, it's a great place to be. And uh, But yes, it, if you're there on the weekend, it can get a little... You it know, was hectic. A little yeah. touchy. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first day. Because that's after we popped out of that sandy road and we went went out to the we went out to the um, coast. Okay. And then headed right. south. Mm-hmm. I'm very jealous. I'm not going to lie. It's been a while since any trips happened and probably not in the foreseeable future either. But this, this is awesome hearing about it. Yeah. Yeah, I really... really for I sharing. Mean, that's, that's it, really you know cool. what? This was, like, super cool because it, like, jump-started our riding season because when we left here, it was, like, shitty, like, mm-hmm. on the verge of mm-hmm. snow and cold. And But for anybody that hasn't heard this whole long story back, like, two months ago when I actually was here, so how did this all... Ha! There was a surprise to this whole yeah. trip, too, right? So oh, yeah, let's get a little was, recap about this. This was Tim's uh, 50th birthday, and... And he did not know this was coming, we right? We kind of set it up... Uh, we like I got I got the um, blessings of his wife before I even like brought it up with him, mm-hmm. and then once he uh, was invited and realized that she he had her blessings and uh, then the planning commenced. Yeah, yeah. the official planning. Yeah. So this is like a big squishy brother moment. It was yeah, yeah. Was squishy Actually, brother. What moment. happens in Mexico stays in Mexico. Very nice. But no, it, it worked out well. It did. That's, That's awesome. That's like really said, cool. It really jump started our riding season. Like got the like riding juices flowing, and now I'm like ready to like really yeah. put some miles on the bike. Yeah, after yeah. only I only did a thousand miles last year. Oh, total. Yeah. You know, and then you tripled then, that. You were basically just it. commuting then. So like, if you're only riding a thousand miles, very tiny amount. I went out like three or four. Times. A couple day rides. Yeah. Well, you and Chris rides. rode down yeah. to yeah. Uh, Marietta, Marietta that time. Yeah. Marietta, and then a couple ah, day rides. Miles That's all down I did. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a thousand miles following you, but hey. Huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> His concourse is uh, limited at fifty-five, so yeah, no problem. <laughs> So you mentioned the KLR breaking down, right? Yeah. Any of you guys look at the Fortnite? Uh, um, I know the who, thing I know on, the on is, YouTube. Yeah. There's a Canadian what? guy, right? Yeah, Canadian guy. So there's like a there's Fortnite. A is that some sort of video game? No, Fort, it's, it's Fortnite. That's different. That's different. This oh. is Fortnite. They're a company in Canada that sells like motorcycle apparel Jeez. and stuff. But they do a video series, and this guy is pretty cool. But anyways, 
Last year, he they did the thing about the death of the KLR six fifty, and he took a nineteen like ninety six KLR six fifty, beat the living hell out of it, and ended up breaking it. For the record, he literally tabletopped it. On a like rock. up in the Arctic. Yeah. He tabletopped it off of one rock. Right. Cased it onto another rock. Right. Because he got tired of it not dying. Right. He got sick of this motorcycle <laughs> not dying. You. But so, so he strategically found a sharp rock to, to case it on right. with him and the bike together. You know, six feet in the air. We're gonna start, and he moved the fucking rock. Oh yeah. So yeah. he didn't like you know give the bike a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. He moved a very sharp angled rock that would. Strategically puncture his case. Right. But to and JD well fixed it. So today, <laughs> as I was working and I was about to lose my mind because I was just sick of working, this a notification came up and said Fortnite has a new video. Ah. And it was rebuilding a KLR in 15 minutes. Oh god. <laughs> and so <laughs> Oh god. But like, you know, like it was a time lapse, of right. course, right? Of course. Well, but I here, hope he got back to work. Well, here's the thing. I give these guys so much credit. Because unlike every other big motorcycle company that's like, we're rebuilding a $2,500 bike, they strip <laughs> it, and then they put like $25,000 into it and put all these yeah, new parts. Right. He only replaced the cases and put everything rusty and everything else, and just, he did everything properly, lubed everything, yep. did everything, but reused, including radiator hoses, right. everything. They spent 800 bucks rebuilding this whole KLR. That he... Worked hard to kill. Yeah, and they had it stripped to the bone. Yeah. put it all back together. He, it, it's a wonderful video. I watched the video of him trying to kill that bike, and yeah. you can see the video in the video that he goes out there when the sun is coming up, and then he basically just builds obstacles to try to kill the bike over the course right. of a day. And, and it's not in. And he also rode it back and forth like yeah. nine million miles an hour, like saying, "Like I'm trying to kill Wide this on open. red line." Right open. He right. rode the bike at red line past the camera multiple times, like not a quarter mile drag. No. Like miles. Miles. And by the time the sun's going down, he's like, well, this is no fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to murder it. Yeah. So he basically murders it. I just did if, that for three days on my Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If he would have lied the bike on its side and attacked it with a maul, it would have been more fair than what he tried to do to the bike. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, as a KLR owner, and you know, a bit of a KLR worshiper, I was like, good, good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that bike fucked you over. I'm glad that bike was really hard to kill. Yeah. But I'm so happy to see you rebuild it. That's yeah, so good. Okay. Okay. Hey, yeah. oh, go no, no, go ahead. Just I'm going to say, like, he did a really good job. The only thing he did different is he put a different uh, headlight on it and stopped, like, so it doesn't have the KLR front. It just has like a round headlight. Yeah. Everything else is right. they like so. I made a comment. I said, you know, what was really cool is that instead of being a big company that put twenty five grand into this, you reused everything like the right. rest of us normal human beings. Would exactly. Do. And so, out of all the comments, he responded and said, "I really appreciate this comment because we were afraid to show us putting rusty parts back on the <laughs> bike, but but now you kind of reconfirm the fact that like most people would do this." And I was like, "Yeah, that turns what out a rusty fine thread bolt will hold, yeah, as good as a not rusty fine thread bolt. In fact, yeah. it may be better. better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> micro micro friction. But yeah. it's amazing that you can like rebuild a complete bike for eight hundred bucks and make it perfect again." With a, this thing had a crack case, and I mean it was it was gnarled, but they, you did a good job. It was, I definitely highly suggest watching the video. It's really cool. They do a good job, definitely. So, so about that, like the idea of flying down to San Diego, jumping on one of these trips. So when you guys saw like Ensenada and stuff, you didn't try to venture into like who songs or anything crazy like that. No. no. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's we something really, that's best done like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Once we got to the hotels and yeah. the cooler got cracked, you're 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 yeah. totally immobile. I, and what time of day is this when you get there? 
We got in as early as like two. Yeah, oh, two o'clock on a really short day. I think we were there. The longest days, maybe. You guys covered some serious dinner, miles. Dinner so you had you had enough time to drink some beers, get to bed, and still wake up Actually, early. Drink some beers, take a nap, get up and have dinner. Because there's pictures of me taking a nap. That's great. That's yeah. fucking cool. That's great. On, on the one short day. Yeah. I'd say most days <laughs> we, we were in by four. Okay. Three to four. Yeah, now we were leaving at seven in the morning. Because you had 20 people. And of course, this is like herding cats. Because no, you're all the cats taking... herd themselves. That's the beauty of GPS Kevin's oh. routes. So you the get up. The cats herd themselves. That puts smart. down the breadcrumbs. Right, right. And I'll see you at the hotel. Okay, now when you get back to the hotel and there's two guys that aren't there. You backtrack looking for him. Somebody should have backtracked. Who do we know? Who do we? How do we figure out red, blue, or? So wait, and does Kevin ride every yes. time? Yes. Yes. So this guy's done this nine thousand times. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I mean, he, he was on Africa Twin. Okay. Nice. Where oh, nice. you group, ride in groups of six or less. Okay. And that uh, the group of six or whoever you are riding with, other suggested like meeting points so that. This group of people will meet in that that uh, designated area just to make sure everybody's okay, and then you yeah. go off again on your. Okay, that's what I was wondering about. He has what he calls ride donuts because that's that's a real smart thing. Because if you get to the end of the day, if the end of the day at four or five six p.m. is the only time you realize that you know you and Charlie haven't shown up yet, where are they? I don't know. Look for the fucking vultures. Right? <laughs> I think they're checking like. It, it he has what he calls ride thing. donuts, and the ride donut it'll show up as like a target on your GPS. Okay, and the donut might be where the red and the blue diverge, or where they come back together. Oh, okay. Or it might be a gas station. Okay. Or it might just be a major intersection that's unmistakable, like where right. two major highways split up. I like the idea that's so, where a red, blue, and a green might come together, or whatever. So happened. there's 20 guys on the ride, yeah. and they encourage you to ride together in threes, fours, fives, whatever. Okay. So. Even though Tim and I were riding together, I mm-hmm. was getting through the sand much easier than him, and right. he was actually holding back with one of the slower riders. Uh-huh. So I'd be okay. 20 minutes ahead of him. If I get to one of these donuts, I sit there and I wait for them, oh. the other guys okay. to assemble. Right. And it was usually 15 or 20 minutes. Excellent. Only one time do we turn around and backtrack the route, which is still on the GPS. You know, you can sure. go against you can the go green either on way. GPS. Yeah. yeah. Right. And his GPS tracks don't recalculate. They are on there. So if you get off the track... Yeah, it's never you, trying to find you the shortest route. Right. You have to just look at the GPS and get yourself yeah. back to the blue yeah. line and just stay on the yeah. blue line. Yeah, that's one thing um, that I can't stand about using GPS as an off-road. It's always trying to find you the best route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, if you do wander off and you do have a little bit of fun... Then next thing you know, you're like, oh, I got to go back because I either lost a part off my bike or I lost a human being somewhere. I got to go back and find him. Well, it's not real easy to go back and find him. I like the fact that his are stable. This is brilliant. This is it's I'm, really smart. I'm really impressed. And now, I'm how really, far do you really think impressed. those donuts are apart? Does he like? It depends. Yeah. X in the tougher terrain, they're in like they're maybe closer together. Right. In like the more open terrain, they're maybe fifty What's miles the furthest? apart. Okay, so fifty miles apart. I'm just a guess. So the you, idea in an open terrain, you'd never have to go back more than an hour or so to find somebody. That's like worst case scenario. Like yeah. he's back there fixing a flat tire, okay. or you, you know, know the bike's laying on top. I mean, I'm having trouble. That's breathing. what I'm thinking yeah. about so. because a lot of times our West Coast friends would say, like, they're not going to go anywhere unless they have, like, the helicopter or the, the, the spot or the emergency beacon type thing. And on this time, kind of a trip, the idea is, on your worst day, you fall into, you know, a crevasse. Mm-hmm. You're never more than an hour away from somebody coming back to find your dumbass. Did mm-hmm. you have cell service in this? 
I would say about half the yeah, about time. About half of, for Mexico for yeah. Baja. Like, I'm once about you get half. around the bigger cities, yeah. your your really? coverage is better. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say most of the time we did not. I, yeah. When we were, so when let me ask you this: So if if you disappeared, you and your brother both fell into a thing, and you were camping out your bikes on top of you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, would they say, "Hey, these guys have not yes. shown yes. us"? Yes, yes, okay. Yeah. So you have that back that saw them. And know. in the mornings when you do take off, have you then selected your course for the day, either via red, green, or blue? Not necessarily. Or is it freestyle? You can change you can it up any time you want. Okay. That's know? what I was wondering. Because uh, nine times out of ten, you'd leave on a green, and then yep. it would give you the option to continue to on green or go on to red, or, I'm sorry, blue. Right. And then the blue might turn into red if you want it to. Okay. So, oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That sounds like it's very well. Laid it was out. very well organized. Very well organized, and even good. on his website. I mean, you you guys can go online right mm-hmm. now and bring up the website, the Baja Burrows, yep. the one we went on. Now, did he dump you guys off at Tecate? Like when you guys came back, or did you have to go back through uh, Tijuana? Neither. Um, they they his group generally goes through at Tecate. Right. We went through at Mexicali. Mexicali, yeah. Which, Mexicali's big, but it's a 24-hour border. Right. And we needed to get our visa stamped, which they recommend doing that online and blah, okay. blah, blah. We didn't do it ahead of time. We didn't convert money. We had to get our visa. We had to get, um, one guy had to get insurance that was with us. Okay. And then we had to convert some money. So we Was there any particular reason you got your visa stamped? Yeah, if you don't, it can invalidate your insurance, and you need Mexican-issued ah, yeah. insurance. So that is a thing that we talk about all the time when we have large groups of people going to Mexican in Mexico, which is Mexico insurance. And there's a big controversy. There's a big point between the guys who go and the, the guys who go all the time, and the guys who just kind of go once a year, maybe once a lifetime. And they always ask, "Should I get the Mexican insurance?" And the guys who've been doing it with our group a lot tell them. I don't fucking worry about it. Well, but how does it work worst out? Worst case scenario, you know. Right. You, Here's the thing: you could end up paying a lot of money. In Mexico, a traffic offense is a criminal offense; it's not a civil offense. Correct. Oh. So, if you get in an accident, and you don't have insurance, you're going to jail until things get sorted out. Right. I don't want to be in that. That is, I don't want to be in a Mexican prison. No. I've now, the, so how does the insurance help you with that? It, it serves as a bond. So, they're like, oh, this okay. guy is insured. Right. He's financially responsible. All right. mm-hmm. We can let him go on his way. Okay. We don't have to keep him locked up until this gets sorted out. Is okay. that something that you buy before the strip? I bought it through my insurance agent here in Cleveland who bought it from a Mexican agency. They, they like, sub it out. Okay, but yeah, I used to say, I'm going to be in Mexico it. for two weeks or one week, whatever. I need yeah. this. I need yep. coverage from A to B. Uh, right. And for, for 10 days, it's based on the value of your bike. Mine was um, $170. Tim's was like $120 for his for, bike. Worth reasonable so, at all. 17 yeah. bucks a day. Like full coverage. Yes. Oh, and this, this it was roadside assistance, evacuation insurance. Yeah. It, was, it was like a full comprehensive package. Yeah. It's actually get out of jail card. It is technically a get out of jail card. People use the word literally cards. way yeah. too yeah. wrong, and this is literally the get out of jail card. I fucking... I'm never you, doing it again. You can buy an annual policy for about three hundred dollars. So I don't go there well, we, that much. Exactly, yeah. but <laughs> right. like you're saying, like if somebody yeah. does live in California and they're going to be venturing into Mexico, but you have to get your visa stamped. Yes, because that's a problem. Because I usually go through that border at about forty-one miles an hour. Well, here's what we did: visa stamped and the FFM card. Right, because well, that is, once you that's go past the, the free zone, Future, once uh, you go past the free zone, Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, what's FFM? <laughs> it's um, the visa. It's it's a um, federal something. Okay. Something. Once you go past the free zone, right. you got to have this extra piece of paper. Now, if you got a, mu- a bunch of tan down there, do they give you extra grief? 
Like, you look a little too brown to be <laughs> well, coming back to America. There is no chance that either of the Hempling brothers are going to get any shit about their national origin. <laughs> Actually, though, They're going to be like NAFTA. These guys are clearly maple smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> we arrived in Vegas on Thursday night. We got down to the border on Friday night. Friday night. Yeah, yeah we rode Friday. Thursday and we rode Friday to get yeah. down to the border. And we were posted up at a hotel in a border town on the American side. And we got down there at 5 o'clock at night, maybe? Yeah. I I said, let's go down the border tonight, get our visa, because it's good for 180 days. Yeah, and it's better to go there super late at night. And we walked It's a 24-hour border. And we left. left Oh, yeah. Visa cards. Walk in, yeah. We walked in. We got all of our paperwork stamped. Good. And we came back out, rode back to the hotel. Then Saturday morning, all we had to do was then, again, ride the border. Because no one will tell you, like, go get your visa stamped. you got to know that where to go. Well, and, and going into Mexico is literally a dude waving at you, don't stop moving. He's yeah. literally going like, go, go, go. Nobody stops on the way into Mexico. Coming out is a totally different scenario. But going in, you just keep moving. And if you stop going through, somebody will yell at you. Because you're not supposed to stop going into Mexico. So that's why I was wondering. Because had we st- had I stopped on any of the journeys I've been on, it would have been a serious... like. Well, we Fuck had to, yeah. to find that place to get your thing stamped, which costs thirty dollars. It's good for one hundred and eighty days. Oh, um, we had to ask a couple questions of like, there was like a um, uh, X ray machine. I told Tim, I was like, I'm walking by, and we just like walked by. Right. No one yeah. said a word to us. Okay, yeah. and then we went down this like underground tunnel and came up the other side. There's all these like, people selling shit down there. There's a guy like singing karaoke and yeah. like the little office where you get the <laughs> thing stamped. Is like completely hidden out of the way. Well, of up, course up it up is a, because nobody's ever done it. Up a set of stairs. Well, no, there was a parking lot at the okay. upper level. All right. Um, to where people that need to go, maybe their signage if you're in a car, but walking in. Okay. There was no signage there. Because I was going to say, why would somebody who's just like Johnny Pedestrian, who's going <laughs> to walk from the United States into Canada, ever think, you know what I should do? I should have travel insurance, and I should go get an FMM certifi- right. FFM certification no. because I'm clearly above boards, Johnny. No, if you're walking into Mexico, you're financing your next tattoo. Like you have no fucking disposable income so if you're walking. So into what Mexico. you're saying is, I should start a drug business taking drugs from all U.S. to Mexico. Back in yes. Mexico. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yes, yeah. this is sli- yeah. Steve Sleepy Sense. Yeah, that's right. Let's it's not be Steve simply saying this. this is, <laughs> 7722. <laughs> 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 do you have to do that in Canada, too? Get your visa stamp? No. Every country's different. Canadian insurance. No, I mean, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I mean, I, I've hey, never... it's included with your membership. I okay. was here when I was a kid, you, so. You've, I mean, been, uh, you've been doing a bit of speeding there. Okay. So we, we, got and... first, we got the first window, and we're looking for... Do you for like the... hockey, and you're wearing a toque? Yeah. You're okay. We're looking for the FMM office. What's I... the best way to drink Tim Hortons? Double-double. Oh, you're good, man. Get up. <laughs> so I go to this window, and I ask this kid, like, where, where's the FMM stamp? You know? Yes. It, but I was like fumbling through Spanish. I, Tim had got this quizzical look on his face. One day, SLFFM. Tim's looking at and the guy's like, "You gotta go down the stairs, and you come up the stairs." He's saying all this in Spanish, and the only word I picked up was Escalante or something. I was like, "Stairwell." And you were like, "Where's the Cadillac?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and "He said something about Alta, which you know, go right. climb oh, yeah, the stairs high." Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "Okay." I was like, I, "Tim's like." 
the fuck are you? When did you learn to speak right. Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> when did my kraut-ass German brother right. decide that he's going to speak Spanish? <laughs> I was floored. Every <laughs> single time I go to a foreign country and I'm like, my brain goes, must speak foreign language. My my mouth speaks German. Uh, I'm in Italy and I'm speaking German. I'm Spain. I'm like Germany. The, doesn't matter. German's going to come out. Yeah. In, in well, Mexico, German's coming out. Costa Rica, German's coming out. Someone doesn't understand me in a different language. I always default to German, too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they'd rather have them hate a Kraut than an American. <laughs> yeah. In South America, it's all German. It's anyway. all German. Anyway. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Holy oh, crap. Come on. Oh, man. Nick got a live one. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Gee, mm-hmm. Christmas. That Guinness draft was in a hurry to get out of the can. What did you do? Drop it on the, in the fridge? Got the smoothie. Yeah, I shook it up. You shook it up before you gave it to me? You're an ass. But, um, I don't think that works with uh, nitrogen. Back, back to the Mexican insurance, though. The yeah. one guy that was with our, that crossed the border with us didn't get his insurance beforehand. Right. He bought it at this, like, gas station. I was going to say, <laughs> I have and, seen places uh, selling Mexican, Mexican money insurance. Exchange. He paid uh, 50 bucks for his insurance. Right. For a, he had a 1997 BMW. And was it legit? And it did probably, he not have to get an FFM card? No, he got his no, FFM. No, he had to get everything. Right. FFM, whichever. So he had to get that. So he got yes. that as yep. well. Yep. Is, what is America sold insurance at gas stations? <laughs> well, I know. Sheets? But I guess yeah. that's my <laughs> question, <laughs> too. God forbid. I have a coffee and some insurance. Right. 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 Here's a further story, though. Bizarre. Security checkpoints heading south were military checkpoints. Mm-hmm. We just got waved through. Right. Heading north, yeah. we got stopped. Right. And um, they checked my bags once. So you get the policia and you get the federales. Well, that no, no. This, this is the this is the military. This yeah. is the Mexican military. Yeah, the federales. Drive, no, 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 no. Federales oh, are like the state police. This yeah. is the fucking army. Oh yeah, oh. we saw those guys too. Okay, so yeah. we we had the only interaction we had with the military was at these checkpoints. Because I they, learned there's black, blue, and green. Yes, these yeah. were green. These were green guys, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you didn't have any machine guns like attached to your bike. Or no. no, thank no. you. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Raven. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. We, we did get stopped by a municipal policeman once. Yeah. We were coming down this flat, and he's sitting beside the road, and we're like a half mile away, and he's like sitting perpendicular to the road in like a pickup truck. The lights come on. I see him get out of the car, walk to the middle of the road. I'm like, we're fucked. Yeah, so, you're getting pulled. So yeah. he pulls all three of us over, asks if we speak Spanish, and I said, no. He said, Does he speak Spanish? No. Points to the third guy. Does he speak Spanish? No. And the guy, he just waved us on. Yeah. I was like, cool. <laughs> because you know what? <laughs> I don't we speak can't enough. fuck with you now. No. What it is is I don't speak enough money. I don't speak enough English to get money out of you. Right. And I've learned that was like most of the police there, the reason they're pulling you over is to put a little extra cheese in their pocket. Yeah. Right? But the idea is if anybody speaks Spanish, it helps lubricate the situation okay. for him. Yes. Mm. So, but if he's not smart enough to be a multilingual copper, he's not going to make as much money as the guys who are multilingual coppers. You know? They used to say, you're worth as many people as languages you speak. And those cops, they're only, they're, they're on low on the pay scale. And I have been shaken down in Mexico and it's usually, you know, German works. 10 or 15 bucks. <laughs> German works, yeah. Right. 10 or 15 bucks. And it's whatever you've got kind of in your front pocket, in your wallet, whatever. I had two wallets. I had a dummy wallet, right. I had a driver's license, and minimal cash in Right, exactly. And then I had a wallet stuffed with... A real wallet. Most of my cash and credit cards and stuff. Smart. 
We're Travelers checks. Oh, keystring it. You're keystring it. Exactly, right. Your prison wallet. In Tim's keystring. Prison wallet. So I heard a lot of people that do this a lot. Yeah, the first roll-up credit cards. Did you guys do the thing where, like, you have, like, a copy, like, a fake ID that you'd hand to whatever? No, no, no. I had a real ID. But I forged my international driver's license. Right. Which is not even, like, a legitimate document. And not international driving permit, by the way. Go to your AAA. Yeah. Anytime you go anywhere, get an international driving permit. I don't or, care or what don't. country you go to, just get it. Because anytime a professional, you know, law enforcement official asks you for anything, if you can possibly not give them your passport, that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So if you hand them your bullshit, like, Ohio driver's license and your international driving permit, which literally came from AAA, then if they were to retain either of those documents, your trip isn't fucked. Mm-hmm. And if they ask for your passport, it's back at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And this way, no matter what happens in that traffic altercation, you're going to leave there with your credentials intact for the rest of your trip. I yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. big deal. And I've done give it up. every time I've traveled. Give up as little as you can. Yeah. As the international driving can. permit is enough that they will go, okay, I've got a thing that looks like a document. It's got rivets in it. You know, like it's legit-ish. It says international in it in 26 languages. And then I've got your driver's license. Who gives a shit if they keep your driver's license, right? That's fine. That doesn't fuck your trip up. But that passport, losing that passport, will tie you up forever. You'll not make the rest of your trip. So never give anyone your passport. If the cop asks for your passport on the side of the road, once you give it to him, he's holding all the power. Exactly. Yeah. It might... It doesn't towards, matter what towards country. Towards a bribe or towards a whatever. Yeah. No, Until no, you get it right, back. You right. might you might, you might, might just capitulate at that point and yeah. say, here's the 100 bucks. Don't right. give me my fucking passport. Then you get down the road. Yeah. But it yeah. still costs you 100 bucks. Right. How was the, uh, how was dealing with the, uh, the Army? Not bad at all. No. Actually, we had a positive experience. Um, at one of the hotels, there was a Humvee that pulled in. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, they get out. They're standing under the shade. They're standing under a tree in the shade. And we're, like, all in the beer cooler, you know? And uh, these guys were like looking at us drinking this cold beer. It was like ninety degrees and shit. And I, I kept telling them like, "Lo siento, lo siento." Like, "Sorry, man. Sorry, I can't give you a beer." You know that you, that you can't drink beer. But, um, whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, they I'm not sorry. You can't have a beer. I'm gonna leave these beers over here. We're gonna go fuck off. No. What's <laughs> <laughs> better? Kids look like eighteen year old kids. Okay. You know, you know, right. And, and it, but the, I asked them, I said, "Who's your um, cap, captain?" Right. And they said, "Oh, the commandante." I said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. Uh, don't they, uh, don't oh, they, don't they uh, Yeah, and so this guy. Look, I speak Spanish. <laughs> I gave him a crisp $500 peso note, right? and I told him, uh, and I sat in front of where all of his guys could see. Right. I said, uh, esta noche, trabaja right. finito, when the work is done. Right. I said, buy these guys some beer. You right. Know? Yeah. And um, the guy's like, okay. And then all the, all the, all the, all the like the 18-year-olds were like, hey. Hey, hey you're all right, dude. <laughs> New best friend, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I recognized yeah. one of those kids from the... Um, where we got pulled over the next day too. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah, really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. yeah How so much is five hundred pesos worth? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Twenty bucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. How much beer does that buy? A lot. Down there. A case yeah. of beer. Quite a bit. A case. Yeah. yeah. That's a good case a of beer. Case of beer. Oh, like yeah. twenty-four. Yeah. There's there wow. like six guys there. There's like six soldiers. They were mm-hmm. all in the back of Humvee, and then the mm-hmm. the commandante was riding in the front with his driver. That's like, super great. Eight guys or something. Yeah. I like that. But then um. The other thing we had with the police was the um, the federales. Yeah. When we were leaving San Felipe, all like the the teams were can, coming south for the race, and we were right. going north. And the traffic going north was light compared to what was coming south. Yeah. But we're coming up this road, and all three of us get pulled over. 
or three of us traveling yeah. there. And the guy said, you speak Spanish? I said, no. And I had this whole, like, thing rehearsed where I was right. going to tell him, like, hey, I'm, I'm a fireman, and right. you policemen, we're brothers, you know, hey, right, come right. on, give yeah. me a break here, kind of thing. Um, but after I told him I can't speak Spanish, exactly. I couldn't, like, bust into that routine. No, you, you know? can't. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, so, gringo, no habla español. Hey, you speak Spanish right now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> With an Italian accent. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so we got pulled out and we're like, oh, we're, we're, we're fucked. I see that one guy's got like a ticket pad in his hand. And right. I'm like, oh, the one guy go. had a, a gun, too. Oh, yeah, one guy had a radar oh, gun. Radar gun, okay. yeah. But right. the guy who was like the captain, he was like straight out of central casting. He had like the hat over, <laughs> pulled down over his brow. It was like all formed, you know, like a German U-boat captain or something, you know. And, um, <laughs> He's like, we tell him we don't speak Spanish. He's like, okay, no problem, no ticket today. He says, we take picture. I was like, this guy wants to take our picture. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if he was talking about like a radar. I'm, I'm and, still waiting. And he says, he's like telling us wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, okay, wait, you know, waiting for like the hammer to drop. And he's like playing with his phone. I'm okay. Like, I'm still thinking he wants to take our picture. You know, I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, so finally he comes up and he holds the phone like in front of me. And it, it's saying something, but it's in Spanish still. And I'm like, es- Espanol, Espanol. Right. And he's like, he's fucking with the phone, you know. Right. Gives it to the kid of the group. Oh, yeah, there's the like a young... kid figures it out. <laughs> and then he holds it up, oh, of course. and I, I pull my helmet back. I get earplugs in, I got my right. helmet on. I pull my helmet back, and he holds the phone up by my ear, and it says, Congratulations on wearing a helmet today. It looks very good. And I'm thinking he's going to shake me down for my helmet. Like, he's got to watch my helmet. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. no, it was like some really, like, heavy-handed translation saying, right. like, congratulations on being safe and wearing a yeah, helmet. Just pulled well, over to, <laughs> to applaud us. It's well, basically <laughs> to say, thank you for wearing a helmet, motherfucker. Yeah, at least it's, it's like really... saying you have a pretty mouth, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it took him, like, five minutes to muddle through right. it. And we're, like, yeah. standing there, like, melting into the pavement thinking, right. like, Jesus So this was some sort of a campaign to, like... Encouraged motorcycle safety? No, they were like taking. Um, they were shooting radar. They were shooting radar. And were y'all speeding? Yes. Okay. Oh, we no. were probably like ten yes. over. No, we were ten over. Were we? Yeah. Ten kilometers. So I know that miles. seems impossible <laughs> when there's a two fifty in the range. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. no ninety. What's that? Sixty. Ninety is fifty-five. Sixty. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Ninety is yeah. like fifty-five miles yeah. per hour. Yeah. There was a couple other guys in our group. There were on, one was on a KTM twelve ninety, another guy was on an R twelve hundred. And these guys were going 100 miles an hour all day long. I mean, really? on, on yeah. the roads. And even on the dirt, they were probably going yeah. 40, 50. They were, they were flying. They were handling. Yeah. Super killable bikes, too. They just never slowed down. No, these guys were both very good riders, and they were they were hammering it. Yeah. Um, but, no, so we had the municipal police pull us over, let's go. Federalities pulled us over, let's go. Military checkpoint was pretty much a breeze. Um, but still a little nerve-wracking, you know? Yeah, no, it's, and I've been in those, too, where it's like, (laughs) even when we got stopped by the Federales, they were in trucks that had machine guns mounted on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and And so... And every guy running around's got an automatic weapon. exactly. So, yeah, yeah, the Policia guys, they were pretty chill. So, but at the end of the day, when the U.S. makes you fear traveling and stuff, Mm -hmm. is that just, it's... It's not as bad, right? Well, and that's kind of what I thought yeah. when I gave these guys some money for the beer. That it's if nothing else, it puts a good face on American tourism. Right, down there. exactly. If those guys have a encounter with an American tourist in the future, they're gonna be. Hey, remember that time that dude bought us some beers? You know, yeah, these guys are that bad. bad, right? You know, but um, 
pay it for with their people. We st well, we stopped at um, Coco's Corners, which is Coco lives in this like one-car garage in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And this guy's like a double amputee. He's missing both legs from like the knee down. And everyone gets their pictures taken with this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can show you the picture. Yep. I was gonna um, say, I, I, keep, I guarantee, I've got I mine. Like right. right. Yeah. He keeps a log. Yeah, it's famous. It's a stop yeah. on the uh, Baja 500, Baja yep. 1000. You know, yep. come through there. Um, he keeps a logbook. When you go in there, he wants you to write in there the day you were there. Well, yeah, he has the date set, but you write your name, where you're from, what kind of bike you're riding, and yep. how many were in your group, I think, yeah. or something yep, yep. like that. That's exactly right. Um, and he gives you a beer. Yeah. So we're in the middle of the desert. He's like, yeah, you want some beer? So I'm like, yeah, sure, Fuck man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I didn't really want to drink a beer because <laughs> I was on the bike. I'm like, it's Mexican beer. It's like 4%. I'm like, one yeah. beer, you know, it's like, well, I, I can tell the guy who shows the beer up his ass. It is it's no literally in the middle of nowhere. There is yeah. no yeah. trap. Yeah, it could yeah. be like a 90% beer, and I would have had that beer. So we're drinking uh, the beer, cool. yeah. and there's a couple, like, highway construction workers in there, Mexican guys, and a police truck pulls up outside, municipal police. And I said to the one dude that was working, I was like, is this cool, man, like, drinking a beer, now the cops are here, they know, obviously, we're on the bikes. He's like... No problem. These are Coco's friends. You That's know? right. So the yeah. cops come in. I'm standing there with a beer in my hand. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, okay, all these guys got to do now is post up half mile yeah, down the road. Like two miles yeah. down the road. As yeah. soon as you run, you ride by. One beer, like, what's their percentage? Like, I, I, I didn't want to fight out. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and the cops didn't know if that <laughs> For was the my record. first beer or my sixth beer. You know? Exactly, yeah. Um, and the cops come in, and they're, like, super cool. Yep. They didn't drink a beer. I think they had a Coke or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, Of course, they walked in. You know, they got their... Oh yeah, automatic weapons and finger on the not on the trigger, but yeah. at the ready. These guys, yeah, that's the thing that surprised me. I, I pointed out to my brother. I was like, "Did you notice that they had the the weapons were at the ready? Yep. His finger wasn't on the trigger, yep. but the finger was you know no, they're port arms at the ready. Like yeah. they're port arms. Everywhere they go, they're port arms. Yeah, yeah. reason I don't know. It's just it's tactical. tactical hey, when you're awareness, walking yeah. from brilliant sunshine yeah. into a dark room. Yeah, I'm okay, going to be prepared. So so Coco's Corner, for, for anybody who's never seen it, what Coco's <laughs> Corner is is basically a bunch of campers, okay? Like campers to go in the back of pickup trucks and like one semi-permanent structure that is out in the middle of a fucking desert. And then there's everything you can hang from the roof is, or the ceiling is hanging from the ceiling. So that guy lives there 24-7? Yeah, yep. yeah he, yep. he lives yep. there. Yeah. How do they get yeah. supplies? I think people bring him stuff. He's on the road. Yeah, people oh. bring him shit. We had some uh, empanadas that were, yeah. Yeah. we've been traveling like in our saddlebags. Yeah. We, we gave him an empanada. And there's panties hanging from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. There's pictures on the wall of this guy with his like head between like every, every set, set of boobs that ever showed up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, Including yeah. big dudes' boobs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I, when I got there, the first time I went through there, I was like, Sheesh. first time I went through there, I was like, what the fuck is this guy's deal, right? And the first time I went through, we had there was one girl in our group, and this guy comes out, and he, and he's got his legs aren't there, but his tongue is it looks solid like silver. He looks like Lieutenant Dan, right? <laughs> he is Lieutenant Dan, right? But this guy could talk. This guy could talk and ask him on a fish, like he's good. Yeah, he was great. And but yeah, he owns that place. I think he's got a shtick, a routine. Like he does. we walked in there, and he starts gibbering in Spanish, and all these like um, construction workers are in there. Yeah. They're like laughing, and I can only make out. I, I know he called my brother an asshole at some point. That's Pandejo kept coming around. And then, and then you go to um, that nailed. I tell yeah, you, puta. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. And you go to shake his hand, and he like 
He won't shake your right hand. Yeah. And he like, shakes your he left hand, something. and then he like makes a jack and off <laughs> signal with his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, yep. so I'm sure he has like a routine that's new to everyone that goes in there. And I'm sure when we were there, we so were the butt of the snare drum. Yeah. <laughs> are the toilets Rim still shot. up outside? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. The toilets are up, and there's two. there's a Stonehenge of toilets. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And there's um there's a uh, couple of outhouses in the back. Yeah. But one of our members of our group went into the outhouse and he said, uh, yes, he goes, go pee in the desert. Go, said, uh, literally, go piss in the desert. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, Coco's is kind of a weird thing. Uh, there's a lot of derelict vehicles kind of hanging yeah. around outside. Oh, yeah. It's like a lot of shit travels an extra 50 miles to die. Like, just it's shit just randomly shows up at Coco's Corner. It's kind of fun. But yeah. it was, no, it was a cool experience. It's a cool spot, yeah. And it's we looked spot. at the book that he'd um, been <laughs> collecting all these names in. Yeah. And he had one volume that was probably two inches thick, mm -hmm. and that was just from, like, I think half of last year right. and this year so yeah. far. And well, he had seven other impressive. volumes of these No, books. it's just, it's, these books are thick because he's not fucking around. He no. gets everybody's info, info that comes through. Yeah. yeah. And it is essentially, someday this is going to be used to hang people. Mexican CIA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because fucking... Like, he's real good about it. He's the original internet. Isn't he? Yeah. But did he let you guys, did he even give you the option of not signing the book? No. No. Exactly. That's what I was saying. The first time I went through, I was like, <laughs> I don't think I want to play your game. Because, you know, oh, wow. yeah. I'm a little, so they took eh? a picture of yeah. but he was not, he was not no. fooling around. He you, was like, you get, signed, oh, get your ass over You walked in the door, yeah. you signed the book. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I stayed in there a long yeah, time. I came in loaded pretty oh. heavy. Like, I mean, I came in a couple of cases and ice and ready to go. Yeah. Because I wasn't planning on stopping there. The people I was riding with were like, no, we're going to stop because you sure. got to check it out. Wow. Yeah. And so really when cool. he was like, would you like a beer? And I'm like, would you like 40? Because <laughs> 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 like, I see your situation here and you're not proximal to anything. Yeah. Right. You know, he's 45 miles from nothing. From, from you know, a light bulb. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. But somehow he ekes that shit out. Yeah. There's two beds in the room, too. Like, two single beds, mm -hmm. one in each corner. Yeah. And the one bed had a rifle stuck yep. into the bedpost. Yep. Like, I don't know what he's shooting, but... It doesn't matter. <laughs> you could walk out of this place and shoot in any direction, 360 degrees, and not harm a fucking soul. Yeah. Like, with a howitzer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they're, they're paving the road that goes down past this place there, but they've been working on it for like 20 years. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and, it, and it was washed out in many, many spots. Yeah. Like, yeah. the one day we what, we had to drive around probably 20 washed out yeah. bridges. They, yeah. There was some kind of storm yeah. there in December. Like, blacktop to, oh my gosh, there's cones, and we're going down. They did the get ditch. a lot of rain last year. Oh, yeah. They got a ton of rain last year. Yeah. But you guys, was it super hot while you were there? It was super hot. There was a couple. I, there was a couple ninety plus. Yeah, just. I mean, that's right unusual for March. But with humidity, at, yeah. you know, seven percent. Like, yeah, exactly. You know. It's, yeah. Like, it's like, a dry I think my eyes heat. Are I fart dry heat. Heat. Yeah. I fart her hotter than that. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, that's uh, a hundred percent humidity. Did either of you guys have any <laughs> unscheduled escapes from your motorcycle? Tim did. Oh, yeah, I had a couple of downs on the first day. And, oh, and on day sand. one? Just oh, kind of yeah. getting your The first time in the blue section. He um, was getting his um, sand uh, legs. Which I didn't even know existed at that point. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, I went down on the left side and yeah. uh, tweaked the bag pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, it didn't come off. 
but until I was another. Are you running full knobbies or are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't come off the bag until about 300 yards further down. Oh, okay. Then it actually come off. We both left the house with brand new tires on the bikes. Yeah. Okay. And then on the. Uh, What'd you run? I run the Continental TKC80. TKC80. <laughs> and I was more than happy with those. I was on the Amitas 07s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Which yeah. we were looking at them coming in here and yeah. I'm. I'm halfway through them, probably. Yeah. Which is amazing. Warm, I mean, that's fantastic. Good for you. Here's to a light bike. Well, you should, I mean, but I mean, yeah, you don't exactly, expect a you know? trip and not like junked up. Yeah, right I think right. like we were joking. We're, we've been teasing. We're like, just fucking put TKC 80s on everything. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's the official tire. tire for everything. It is well, a good Tractionator GPSs are right there though. And I'm bringing my bike in soon to get. I have the tires. I need you to change them. Do that. Yeah, they're getting ten grand, and they're. Perfect dual sport tire. Wow! Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So on your trip, I always I like this is my question. I like to ask. So, eight days of Mexico, mm-hmm. seven days of cross country hardball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's five what days. you guys five did. Days. Or five days? We, we crossed back in Sunday last <laughs> into week. Into the wind. I like the way Tim's like. By the way. Into the wind. Oh, no matter which direction. <laughs> it was in the snow, uphill both ways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Yes. What was the one piece of equipment that you realized early in the game you needed to get? Suspension. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, is that all? Did you stop by Walmart and buy a bag of suspension? <laughs> yeah. suspension. We're at Costco, bag of suspension. Like a case of suspension, please. I'll buy all the suspension you I got. don't care what you have, as long as it says progressive on the side. Yeah. I'm buying I, it. I was uh I, I had my shock maxed out because I can adjust it. Right. And yeah. my preload was set pretty good, but yeah. I could have used more. Okay. And there was more to put into it. Um but I was bottoming out. On, on every first day, yeah. if I got up the speed that I needed to be to survive, survive right on sand, I would overdrive my suspension like that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Holy now, is that shit. as simple as swapping something off another bike, or is it all? Custom he needs a much stronger spring. I need a much stronger spring. Yes, and yeah. they do sell them, but they're four hundred dollars for <gasps> a fucking spring. Oh, that's, that's like one quarter Chinese of the price of the bike <laughs> because there's one place to buy it. Right, and Tim's a flyweight. He's what, yeah, buck and forty-five. I, yeah, I'm a buck fifty for the back. You mean? Yeah. Can't oh, I think you should be able to steal is, something out from yeah, R six. I would think something. so. No, for right. the price yeah, right. of your bike, you buy some old ones. Oh, I'm sorry. You have the CSC S package. Anybody else here would like? We would all bottom out just riding the bike. Yeah, I've ridden it. It does not have extra suspension, but I would think that like if you put an R one. Because it's a monoshock, right? Yes. It's a monoshock. Yeah. You just need to measure the distance. And find exactly. Yeah. exactly. And nobody, nobody online, to my right. knowledge, because I haven't been online looking right, at, right. at the shit show going on with that bike. Well, you know Danimal, You're right. right? Now, you know now, Danimal, right? Yeah. yeah. He's done all that stuff until he got rid of it and got a DR. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he took the Chinese bike to the end of the rainbow no, but and he, said he put four, He yeah. put 42,000 miles on it. I know. Ton of miles yeah. on yeah. I know. I mean, we're not saying that it's a bad bike. What we're saying is, like, the internet folly... That has surrounded that bike since its announcement. Yes. Because everyone wants to immediately like shit on it. Right. So your natural reaction is to shit on it. But then you realize there are people that are like, oh no. It it may be it may be Chinese, but by God, we're gonna make this shit work. Right. And then the American like Americans will do anything to make some shit work once they bought it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, as opposed to just going, for the money I'm into it, I should cut bait, walk yeah. away, light it on fire, walk away with the flames roaring in the background like a hero, and buy something else. But that's nope, a, I'm going to invest $7,000 and make it better. I'm not spending a dime on that bike. Right. Right. And, okay. and Tim is literally I can vouch for it. that. The, <laughs> the best example of this, though, the best example of fanboyism is yeah. Apple. Ready? Right, yeah. So Apple, if you have your phone and it drops into a fucking river or something, mm-hmm. right? The official stance from Apple is like, there's nothing you can do. You cannot get your data back. Fuck no, you. once the little red dot's right, gone. Right, and yeah, right, yeah, yeah. There's a woman in Washington that runs a company called Data Acquisitions, whatever. Okay. And she has gotten back every single person that's ever dropped their iPhone into the thing. Right. And done it. And so their support for them is like, I dropped my phone in the toilet for one second. Right. It's the, Apple tells me can, there's nothing I can do. Actually, Renee needs to know about this because she drops every phone right. in the toilet. And, <laughs> and so the, this woman goes down the support form and says, I run a company. You don't right. have to use me. I'm not trying to advertise. What I'm saying but is, every time they tell you you can't do it, we can do it. Turns out we yeah, can do it. Yeah, but they're right. e-prompts, so how can you not recover it? The data right. is still That's there. what she right. said. So like all these people are saying that there's all these like security measures and stuff. Right, right. There's three chips that... like have the security measures, which is like the main one, whatever. But none of that is relevant to how you can get your pictures okay, back. Okay, all right. And so she's recovered, like, all these people's things. Because, my God, that one time back in 2014, my dick looked amazing. Right. But here's and the I thing. I want that picture back. Shadows. And she backs sure. it up because it's 300 Jewelry. bucks to recover all your stuff. But if she can't do it, she charges you nothing and right. ships your dead phone back for free. Right, right. right. So that's super so, cool. Yeah, but, Good but here's her. the thing. There's big companies that lie to you all the time. And, and with Tim's bike, right. with Tim's bike, from the day he bought it, it's kind of been like this thing is like, I'm going to buy a cheap-ass bike. I bought a cheap-ass bike right. because it was, number one, brand new. Right, brand new. <clears throat> Hold that thought. Hold on, Wait. It um, looks sexy. It's a, it, it looks, looks like good, a yeah. BM, it looks like a mini BMW yeah. twelve hundred. It was brand new right. and had a warranty of some sort. Right, right. It was bigger than <laughs> what I was sort. bigger than what I was riding. You know, which, was that, which is hilarious. By which the way. is a TW two hundred. Right. Um, <laughs> the guy shows up in a postal truck riding a TW two hundred. Where is a TW two hundred now? Oh, I pedaled that. Right. I sold that. Oh, yeah. poor Kevin. Hey, it was faster that When way. I met Kevin, Kevin still, had a TW200 like and a fucking another, Yugo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like both back. <laughs> no, you don't want the Yugo back. I'd no, like, really I'd like to have Nick's that. working on an Italian Yugo going, right going, now. Going from the TW200 to the Chinese thing. See, I see. Yeah. Um, huge, vast improvement as far as what you can do. Okay. Okay. Um, you can go faster. You got six speeds. You got right. fuel injection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's everything the TW is lacking. Right. But you've still got the same suspension. Oh. Yeah. And okay. you're giving up tire that back tire. I love the rear yes. back tire. On right. The 3W. Yeah. That was fun. Um, what yeah. about the rear front tire? I'd like my front butt <laughs> to look like my back butt. <laughs> but uh, it's it's everything that all the TW guys. One right in a T in their their TW. It turns out the Van Van was not what the TW guys wanted. No, right? No. Oh, sorry, Suzuki. Yeah. Wow, Yamaha wins again. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. But I mean, I talk to people every day who bought Van Vans, hoping that a Van Van was going to be what the TW almost made. Almost makes it. It's not. So disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. TWs are still pretty amazing. Yeah. Up to a point. Up to a point. Yeah. You'll get there. But you're not going to get to, to for our podcast listeners who don't remember. 
Uh, Tim and Pete had matching CT Perry Dakar mm-hmm. T Dub two hundreds. <laughs> but before that, they had didn't you have CT one tens? Yeah. I think the CTs came later though. No, no, we had the CT nineties first. Oh, the CT nineties first with the, with the Chinese Piranha motors on right. them, right? right. One forties. Nice. Yeah, CT nineties with one forty Piranha motors that were full Perry Dakar style. Well, no, they were full adventure style. Yeah. And then the T Dubs came out, and they were full Perry Dakar style. Like those things were like seriously. Overloaded and underpowered. Underloaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we yeah, took those things. Fat bloke on a small bike. Well, we took we those things. Boy, you did have traction. <laughs> you had traction. Good night, Renee. Cheers. Good night. Night. Ciao. Bye, Renee. Ciao, Bella. We took those things to Texas and back. We took yeah. them to Georgia and back. Yeah. We took them to New England and back. Wow. You know, at the top of Mount Washington. Yeah. We rode the wheels on. I wore out two of them. I put twenty thousand miles on the first one. On the G Dubs. On the first one, yeah. and I. I think I had 10,000 on the second Trailways one. are just the weirdest bikes. Um, one of my friends, one of my customer friends, there's that exists in my world, uh, <laughs> the guy comes in, and at the motorcycle show, he had a, a big wheel 350 and a big wheel 200, but he has year one, like, bike seven of the first trailway. Cool. Wow. The very first trailway. Like 87 or something? Yeah, it's 87. Yeah, 87. And it's, uh, what's different is it doesn't have the jack shaft. So it's like direct drive off the motor, the chain goes to the tire. Mm-hmm. Whereas all the big wheels, they go through like a, uh, a way station. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little short chain that goes back to the jack shaft, which then goes like four inches to the left and comes out of a different sprocket to go back to the wheel. And the idea was that this gave you the ability to run that ridiculous high flotation tire on the B-dubs. But the TW was like a kinder, gentler BW that you could actually spin up to like 60 miles an hour. Whereas a BW, that jack shaft business in between is like, eh, you might not want to be spinning that so right. fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So there's power going in and power coming out four inches to the left. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a weird scene. But the fact that you guys had those things so modified, like they were so cool. They showed up, and if like they would have been, if you had no idea what size they were, and you just saw a picture, you'd think like, my God, this is an 1100 cc single cylinder off road moon buggy excursion vehicle, <laughs> and then you'd see it in real size, you'd be like, oh, and they shrunk it. Oh, it's a backpack yeah. too. <laughs> oh, it's for midgets. It's yeah. for midgets. <laughs> Little people. It's so oh, adorable. Sorry. Well, again, yeah. So. But, awesome. Yeah, T Dubs. They were are, like two thirds scale, like yeah. um, adventure bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, some of the best, like so, like you know, if you follow any forums or anything like that, when you have guys that have these smaller bikes, yeah, like this dude in like, I, I read this whole article a while ago of this dude in like I don't even know. It was like negative million degrees, whatever. But he took like a CT ninety, of course, and like million. rode it for like. Twenty eight hundred. And if you'd ask John Mecklefresh, all you need to do is hold your lighter under the flow pole. No, yeah, no. for like a minute and a half, dude. And that bike is usable in any climate. Dude, this dude had a fucking like citronella candle that he put under oh the crankcase to heat the whole fucking thing to light it up. And it's totally yeah. safe for like. And he had south. And he like, had he yeah, had a um, exactly. he had a, out, a foldable a foldable. <laughs> He's in the burn unit. No, but this dude had a foldable, like, windshield and shit that he would, like, put out and stuff like that. But, like, when you watch those guys do this and they travel all this stuff, and then you see the guys at Starbucks on their fucking 1250 fucking BMWs, you're like, you, no. Like, you're missing the whole point Uh, of this Again, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm, 
I'm currently at Gil. I mean, I'm riding a Ducati 1200S Touring. And I'm recently. riding a 1200 Super Ton still. Right. But, you know. Okay. Uh, this is the thing. is like, I'm riding a ridiculous motorcycle. Right. It is a ridiculous motorcycle. It's, it's sexy, though. Look at that thing. Hell, it is sexy. That is quite right. the beat. Sounds good, too. How it much wax? You have a lot of wax on that thing. No, I've never seen you wax a bike I ever. Ne- you will never see me wax a bike. <laughs> that, is, that is as it fucking came. But, uh, but that is a Testostrada. But, like, that has electronical suspension. Oh, yeah. So do I. Isn't that weird? No, it's beautiful. You press because a button, like... and there's a button with a helmet. There's a button with a helmet and a suitcase. <laughs> there's a button with a, two helmets. There's a button with two helmets and two suitcases. <laughs> and you just, like, keep mashing the button until you get to the number of helmets that you currently have and the number of suitcases you currently so carry. So if you're so like a helmet and a set of boobs? So no, is, no, no. Is no. there a conversion <laughs> chart? So if you're fat, do you hit the two helmet things? I think they leave that up to you. Okay. But exactly. then you can drill down into it and be like, well, I got one helmet. Right. And no suitcases. <laughs> but I want to adjust my shit right. for when the bags are off. I want to make this into a fake, like, super sport. Right. Because it's still a 1200 Testostrata. It's still, it's still an 11 degree yeah, Ducati. Yeah. What, yeah. Ha- what happens if you're a one helmet, but you're actually a two helmet by yourself? Yeah. Mm. Again, you get, you get, but you have no luggage. Again, luggage then? Go into <laughs> the special settings and you can change all that. Is, there, is there a one helmet, one kayak option? Or is there... Ooh, I like that. A trailer option? What perhaps? I can tell you is that it has four modes. One of them is sport. One of them is touring, no problem. One of them is urban, and the other one is enduro. Now, this is not the suspension settings. This is the engine mapping. This is Everything. the DTC. Yeah, okay. Duta- Ducati tra- Dukaki traction control, <laughs> right? Does it have ludicrous? Dukaki. Okay, but here's what I can say: is in urban mode and in enduro mode, it cuts your horsepower down to 100. Must <laughs> <laughs> not be ridiculous. How, how can you even get by with that? I don't even know how you could get to work on a Monday okay. with a hundred horsepower. Just more than the African right. twin. <laughs> um. So the day that I got the bike, I'm like, okay, fuck it. You know, like I'm playing with the things. So I was like, well, you know, I'm going to be riding it back and forth to work. So in like urban sounds fair. Yeah. So I'll put it in urban. So I go out and I leave my house and I put it in Keith urban mode, and I'm like, okay, rocking around. <laughs> And every time I go to do anything, the front wheel is just constantly in the fucking air. Because you know I've been riding a Kawasaki Versys. Right. So I've been riding a Versys 650, which I fucking love the Versys 650. But it doesn't have 190 horsepower, so yeah. Well, whatever. It doesn't have... It's not red. But the colors on the Versys is nice. Again, it's green. (laughs) So it's green. It's Hulk green. And it it is Hulk green. It's Hulk green. It's like like Hulk going out for a night on the town. (laughs) Look at me, I'm sparkly. Right. And I'm the Hulk. Hulk, Hulk fabulous. Hulk Hulk fabulous. He looked like that. I get on the fucking Dukaki, and I put it in urban mode, and I'm like, God damn, this thing is powerful. Mm. Now, granted, it's chilly out, because like, it's still Cleveland in right. April. You got some girth to the It's air. just yeah. chill. It's just chilly. So I keep riding around like, God, this thing's fucking fierce. And then I like pause for a moment to read the manual, which I recommend reading the manual on day one. If you possibly ever get a new motorcycle, <laughs> read the manual on day one. And mind you, this is a $20,000 motorcycle yeah. that I bought at auction for like six grand. Damn. Right? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. How many miles? Mm-hmm. 28,000. That's, that's With new. all of its service records. It's got all of its yeah, papers. It's, it's had all of its shots. 
AKC Kennel Club, the whole deal. It's have good. You, have you had it unleashed, the highest performance level? I have put it into what they call sport mode. Oh, God. I have cracked it wide open. I can't keep it wide open. I keep trying to do that, getting onto the freeway. Right. So I get on the freeway, I get to the straight part of the on-ramp, I just unleash all of the horses. And <laughs> bad... No, it's... And that's with the fucking, like, all the fucking safety the measures. The squirrely? Huh? Does the rear get squirrely? The, the rear gets squirrely. The front goes purely skyward. I chicken shit. I back out of it every time. Because it turns out 150 wow. horsepower. Oh, wow. oh, my God. 137 at the rear wheel I checked. Um, right, 150 Italian horsepower. 150 Italian horsepower. Yeah, 137 scooping some air in the front, too. So they, the front's going to get a little light. It gets extremely light. All right. <laughs> but knowing that you're a zero guy, how yeah. does that compare to in, insanity mode on a zero? Like an SR, it's probably in the same hunt as an SRF, a new SRF. Okay. I would say they're actually fairly matched against each other because okay. it, it is compared to an SR, the SR doesn't have actual traction control. It has good mapping. Mm-hmm. So like good mapping makes up for traction control, that kind of thing. But this is thing. This this is weird. Like people should ride that. Uh, it's terrifying. So, being an electric, you you're an aficionado of electric. Yeah, I like I like electrics. But there is something to be said. There's something to be said about a fire breathing fucking Italian horror that can fucking rip. Okay, I have a Bluetooth device, right? And I have a Bluetooth device in my helmet now for the first time in my life. I bought one of these things. So I bought one of these things. You stick to the side of your helmet, and you like you know it talks to your phone and whatever. So I call Renee. On my way to work, and I'm like, "Hey, Renee!" I'm like, I, I press the thing on the side of my skull, and it goes beep, and I go, "Call Renee!" And it goes, "I'll call Renee." So Renee comes into my ear as I'm decelerating for the on ramp, and I can hear Renee lightly saying, "What's up?" And I go, "Hey, I'm I'm a Bluetooth and my helmet and the Ducati motorcycle with the 1200 cc's of the Strata Maltese." And I said, "Okay, the Maltese Falcon Strata." Okay, great. And I'm like, can you hear me? And she goes, oh, you sound amazing. I can't even hear the motorcycle. This sounds great. And then I'm like making the on-ramp at like second gear and just kind of feeding it into it. And I'm like, cool, that's great. And um, so like you can hear me and everything sounds good? Yeah, everything sounds great. That's super cool. And then I get to like halfway through the turn and i like, what do I do? Yeah, hit it. <laughs> and I go, Whoa! and now I'm now, fuck it, I can't have a conversation anymore. I'm no longer on the phone with anybody. Those exhaust, speed. those exhausts are dumb. Mm. Those are factory pipes on a Multistrada 1200S. Yeah. Factory, nothing. No. no I, there's a 2010 in the front of my shop with an aero pipe on it. Yeah. These apparently are the factory pipes on it. They are way too fucking loud. Hmm. Way too fucking What's loud. What's up? I like to know the comparison between the 1100S. Yeah. And the. Because that's a okay. That's so the 1100 version. S has the Olean suspension. It's got the no, badass no, Brembo no, brakes. No, no, no. It's got everything except for the electric yeah, 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 ride no. suspension. Right. So it does not have the electrically adjustable suspension, but it has the other stuff. And how does that compare? Have you ridden that? Yeah, one? I've ridden that too. That's like 100 compare? horsepower. This is like 150, or I'm sorry, 137 rear wheel horsepower. Yeah. But that one is far more awesome to be like ridden every day. So the old 2008 or whatever, the older Multistrada, which is cheaper, a lot cheaper, is way more like drive it to work every day. Clink, clink. Long range clink. Don't uh, drip. Dude, my cup runneth over. Uh, mm. But that is just fierce. 
and it's not oh, fugly. That's, that's, really that's beautiful. So, they lost some of the beakiness. Right, the other one is, if yeah. you look at the 06, mm-hmm. the, the 06 headlight, literally like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Do, do that if, one more do time. Do it again, do it again, do it again. We need a picture for tonight. Slow motion. That's the picture for tonight. Right? That is it. <laughs> so that's, that is the Ducati Multistrada. <laughs> Turning right. Yeah. That's a Ducati Multistrada turning right. Is basically you're looking straight ahead, but your hat is cocked to the right. Yeah, I and, have a uh, sick love for that bike. It turns the way it looks. It looks so really the good. first Multistrada, like the Gen One, the Gen One Multistradas, Turbulence was like, we're going to do something so European. And it comes from like his entire catalog of like shit he built for Fiat in the eighties, like. The Fiat Ritmo and stuff, which was like a little economy hatchback, mm-hmm. but everything on the car was a circle. It's bold. Yes, yeah. it's exactly it. It was like, I dare you to build a car using nothing but circles. <laughs> I will do it. And it's going to be an Econo box. Mission accomplished. Here's your Fiat Econo circle. Right, it's an Econo circle. Here's your Fiat Ritmo. What shape... Oh, air compressor's still on. What shape are the door, hand, door latches? Circles. What shape are the headlights? Circles. What shape is the gas tank? A circle. Mm. What shape are the driver's seats? Circles! I don't care. Windshield? Circles. Is that even a question? Exactly. It's a Fiat, (laughs) and it's designed by Treblanche. You're going to have circles. That's what it's going to be. Like, Mm. so when he designed that Ducati, and then he designed the Testostrata, and he designed all of these beautiful bikes for Ducati, but the original, like, Gen 1 Multistratas, they had that, like, weird face only a mother could love, or you had to appreciate, like... Nostrils. Or the whole idea of like, in the middle of the front of the vehicle, we're going to split it in half. And that's what they did. And and <laughs> not this one. No, no. This one is sexy. Right. No, this looks good. Yeah. This is truly what we think of when we think yeah. of. But it still has bull nostrils. I like the If you look straight on, it has bull nostrils. No, the schnabel is actually angry at you. Yeah, yeah. The schnabel is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. the schnabel like, itself like is like a angry. BMW yeah. 1200 or 1250, whatever, has like a, a woodpecker's nose. Right. It's yes, like, it hey, there's a beak, whatever. Oh, the NC700X? It like looks like an angry, oh, yeah. angry, angry bird of prey. This, yeah. this has yeah. a bull's face on it that yeah. says, fuck you, I'm going to murder something. And mm-hmm. I will assure wow. you that, yeah. again, the motor, the, rider. the yeah. motor, oh, yeah. everything <laughs> about that bike is justifiably terrifying. Yeah, right. And... Should not be released on anybody. Today I'm, you know, I'm just cruising along, doing my thing, going across town to go to my warehouse, and something passes me on the right that looked like a manhole cover had wheels underneath it, and it was some form of Lamborghini. Oh, so it was a Lamborghini open top thing. Yeah, and it was like a. You know, a quattro testicle or something, yeah, right. you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure which model it was, but it was flat black, low, and it had red trim. And it was in the right lane, which is the ramp lane, going like 9,000 miles an hour. And I'm in like Warp my work speed. truck with like, you know, three bikes in the back, etc., going to my warehouse. And what I realized is Ducati motorcycles are the same thing as Harley Davidson motorcycles. There's an equal amount of baggage outside of the bike. So there's a bike check. We know there's a machine involved. Mm-hmm. But the human being who chooses to drive said machine is the same thing as it's just a different camp. A douchebag. Exactly. 
it's the flavor. It's the flavor of the douche. Is it Massengill springtime passion, or is it Massengill just old school straight vinegar and water? Right, but at the same I don't time, know. there's also on both of those camps, there's yeah. like a five percent contingent that actually uses the vehicle for. And one. here's where the Multistrata comes in, right? Because it turns out the Multistrata is douchebaggery for men of a certain age. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a. There was a sitcom that existed called Men Behaving Badly in Britain. And it was all about guys who are like 48 to 56 years old who have means and they're alive in the world and they've achieved a certain point, various different income levels. But fuck you. I'm an adult, right? You're not going to scare me or intimidate me or whatever. And I have a little bit of fuck off money and I'm going to go in and I'm going to buy a thing. So what am I going to buy? Well, I'm going to buy something that goes from 0 to 60 and 3.9 in an upright and comfortable position. Yeah. Zero? Mm-hmm. Again. Right? <laughs> a DSR. And that's the difference between the DSR and the SR. Right? And Ducati Multistrada is like anybody can, like anybody right now, go sit on that bike. That motorcycle weighs like 445 pounds wet. But it's 1,200 cc's. And it has 150 horsepower. Which is 137 in the real world. But here's the funny part about yeah. that. So as amazing as that is, yeah. some of Ducati's like, like um, promotional material shows that that exact yeah. bike with knobbies mm-hmm. and some dude ripping it over. They shit. sell it that way. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's like one in yeah. 1.2 million people that yeah. can actually ride that fucking bike off road. I there's read like seven computers. Had I read right one now. review that said. That they actually took a Triumph Tiger, the big one, right. and they took like three or four of these ridiculous, like, you know, again, Starbucks adventure bikes, and they took them and actually rode them in the dirt. And aside from the fact that it's red and that it really wants to be on the street, they were like, this thing has the suspension. This thing has the brakes. They were surprised. They were shocked how at how was. good it was. Well, I, dude, I would right. not take... Like, listen, I have bad... But it's still dumb. No, it is yeah. dumb, but right. I have bad everything. I have bad knees, bad right. hips, everything. Oh, I would never take my Super 10 yeah, right off on a fucking Super super heavy. hardcore fucking off-road anything. I would not take that bike there. I'd rather have a 250 to do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that, uh, if it's 400 pounds, or what did you say, four? It's 458 soaking wet. It's 417 dry That's 200 dry pounds less than most. The numbers are behind Chris right. Smith on the sheet. It's 417 dry. So it's 417 dry. That's legit. Yeah. Say like the 950s. I, I love the, the I like the way the, yeah, the, no, yeah. the, the Ducati. No, oh, the Ducati, okay. Yeah. Multistrada 950. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful bike, especially in, in white. Right. But, I mean, I'm a pussy. I don't need 150 horsepower. Now, there's at like... least seven different things that happen electronically on that motorcycle that I don't need and, frankly, are like potential failures in a 737. I think I think oh, I think you really soon. do need Super Max. <laughs> What's that? I think you really do need them, and, and they they refuse to unleash it on the world without them. Right, and that's like the new Zero SRF. Like, yeah. you know, can you turn off the traction control? The fact that you ask that question means you're not allowed to own one, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you would understand that would be like, why can't I have just bare wires in my house? Right. Right? If you've ever wanted right. to hit a throttle and just smash your head backwards right. on something that mm-hmm. moves, then yeah, that's what you want. Okay, here's the idea. Every single person at this table has ridden a motorcycle for a long 
distance. Mm -hmm. A long ride. Mm -hmm. I know Kevin has, right? Yes, sir. You've gone on a very fucking long ride. Yeah. On a YZF, right? Uh, FZ1. FZ1. So an FZ1. Okay. Great bike. Great you guys bike. just talked about Mexico. Yep. Clearly. Chris, did you've done you've done one on a bike you owned and one on a bike you rented, right? Right. Okay. So you've got long runs. Sleepy's been all over the fucking place. Oh, I've been on a bunch of mics, right. right? We know Hofford has, clearly. Okay. I've been in Alaska twice. Okay. That's amazing. That's a good now. Good and I've also rode a 125 across America. Yeah. Which is scarier than going to Alaska twice. <laughs> okay. But it took longer. It did. <laughs> <laughs> It, the funny part was that I found out about that bike and mm -hmm. said, did you know about this? And you were like, let me tell you Let me story. tell you about this bike. <laughs> I like when Sleepy's like, you ever heard of Madass? And I was like, well, let me show you this internet website. <laughs> it used to be called the other bike, but I made it the name Madass. It's called the Madass. Right, right. You ever, you ever seen one of these? Oh, well, I kind of rode one across America. <laughs> right. I know a little about them. I know a little bit about them. Right. I, I know how to make them cross the Rockies. Right. I know what jets they need. <laughs> I love that. It wasn't the Madass. It's every fucking jet. It was, the, it was the angry bottom. It was the angry bottom. They didn't call it the super soft ride 125. They called it the Madass. Okay. So now, in all of our trips, because we've all done long rides, right? What is... Is it cruise control? Is it heated grips? Oh, yeah. What is the thing that you... I, and this is my game. Because, okay, I will admit, the Ducati has heated grips. The Ducati has... That a, makes it civilized. Right a there pretty amazing seat. Yeah. Yep. On the S model. Mm. right? Not on the standard. On the S model. What do you think is absolutely essential? You said the best thing... The one thing you were missing in this trip suspension. was suspension. Yep. That's pretty fucking cool. Because you had experiences where you needed it and it wasn't there. Exactly. A good suspension can make a bad seat tolerable. Oh, I can that's that. pretty solid. Yep. yep. I like right. that. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I so spent, you could I spent buku dollars on the seat concept seat for that. Right. Oh, but you but it wasn't enough. No. Yeah. Oh. So like, so suspension. Can suspension make... can overcome for a bad seat, but right. a bad seat can't overcome. Nope. For bad nope. suspension. Bad suspension. A good, good seat, suspension yeah. can like a good suspension. And also, you can buy a suspension. But if it's not set up for your weight and your travel weight, mm -hmm. a lot of people get suspension set up for their body weight, but that's not your travel weight. You have to you have to take wow. into account your your baggage, what you're putting on the bike, what you're doing, etc. If you get that all set up, a decency can can tolerate that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like it is your travel weight if you're going to Starbucks. <laughs> well, yeah, right. But if you're really going on a trip, you have to think about. I have to pack all my camping gear. I have to do whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have to say, oh, well, I'm going to run three bags. I'm running two side bags. I, like, for me, I'm running Jesse bags, all this other shit, whatever. So, like, your sag weight, you can't get on your bike with your sag weight with your empty bags and say, okay, this is what I'm going to set my suspension up with. You have to go and you have to be prepared to say, okay, I'm, all my camping gear, all this, all that, food, whatever. And you get it, and then you mm -hmm. set it up. And holy shit, the mediocre stock seat's not that bad when you have your suspension set up for it. And even better is when you have an actual seat that's designed for your ass for whatever, you know, and you pay for it. But, yeah, no, it's, it's suspension is, I'd say, 95% of comfort compared to a seat. You did the ride with an Aristich, right? Yes. Okay. Did you do an Aristich? Yep. You did? Yep. How do you guys feel about that? Was that a critical component? Absolutely. 
I wore the same. You said thirty degrees to from ninety. Thirty degrees. to ninety, I was comfortable. Okay, o that's only a big by, deal. Only by opening vents, closing vents, maybe adding a layer, taking a layer off underneath. That's a big fucking deal. And one I always shoes, wear long sleeves under the arrow, arrow stitch, stitch yeah, too. One, one piece, or I'm thinking two piece. Oh, two piece. Oh, or a two piece, yeah. Okay. Arrow Stitch is a brand. They make uh, the no, Darien, which is yeah. a two piece. They make the Roadcrafter. Roadcrafter Road is a one piece or a two piece. Okay. But that is climate comfort. Yes. Right. And also, yeah. you have the safety because it's a very safe suit, yes. right? But if you didn't have the climate safety, ass safety, or like the ability to ride the motorcycle with your butt on the seat and control. Yeah. What, what I'm hearing here is I'm going to hear first thing I'm going to hear is clearly suspension. If you're lacking suspension, yeah, you're not doing shit. You're not going to do shit mm -mm. because on road and off road are radically different. Mm -hmm. yes. you know? And case in point, the bike I was riding had plenty of suspension. Right. The bike he was riding didn't have. Enough. Didn't. Right. And we would hit like bumps or whether we were on the highway or off the road, or whatever. And I could hear him over the intercom, like, oh, like he got like punched in the gut would, kind of thing. Would he just kind of yelp a little bit? Yeah, yeah. He was whimper, you know. He whimper. Whereas yeah. Pete's like, oh, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> the question is also where you're riding. So if you're riding off road, well, in Mexico, you're, you're, you're dealing with you're, Topes. So Topes, yeah. Topes is my favorite thing. Like, it's the great equalizer. I don't care if you have a Lamborghini or you have a fucking smart car. Topes is the idea that you see a sign that looks like boobs. It looks like a lady laying on her back and then she has boobs. And then you realize that they don't need to have speed control officers <laughs> when they have those. Boobs. Basically speed bumps coming into yep. any town. Yeah. Yep. But the other thing we found out was like some of them are fake. Yep. So as you come in, it's just a painted yellow line. It's a painted yellow line, but it slows you down nonetheless <laughs> because you just had you were pissing blood from your kidneys from it's the last. It's a fake time. topaz. You came through the last, and they one. do the uh, they do the actual bumps, and then they do the rivets. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. there's the bumps, which are just go across the road. There's usually two of them. The rivets are. So if you hit the first yeah. one, you can kind of do them as a double. <laughs> you know, kind of like hit them as a baby double yep. and just launch off of them. It's almost the, like a motocross racer, like timing yeah. the whoops, where you just kind of float the suspension over the second yep. one. But the rivets, you'll come, you'll be like on a downhill coming out of the mountain or something, and you'll be like hard on the brakes, leaned over the side, and next thing you'll see is these shiny, polished metal rivets <laughs> that are the size of like little miniature miner's helmets. It looks like <laughs> grapefruit that have been cut in half yeah, and they like stuck, yes. stuck oh to the road. Yes. <laughs> they look like the doozers from Fraggle Rock got buried. Doozer deep. And just our little fucking iron helmets are showing. And that's what you drive over. And they're fucking polished as shit. But I don't care what you're riding. It's purely... And it's all off camber and fucks you up. Yeah. Like skiing so, moguls. It is like skiing moguls. But you have to make sure yeah. the bike is perfectly upright. Perfectly upright. upright. Yeah. And just go straight yeah. forward. Don't try to like adjust Do your Do not ride. try to change no. anything when you run into those things. And that's Mexico's version of speed control. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what are we going to do? Are you going to have, like, speed cameras? No, that's expensive. These things are totally unautomated. They're just there and alive. So suspension for the bike, suspension for your ass, a suit. Yeah, proper clothing, for proper sure. Proper clothing, proper gear is a big deal. Go ahead. For me, it's yeah. foot pegs. Oh, I mean, okay. I need three positions. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that, and we talked yep. about that before. Yeah. But that, I mean, the magic I of three. I positions. could live with. I mean, with all the bikes that I have, yep. I need, if I'm going to go any distance, 
I the one thing I need, and some I can be riding off road like you are, right? But I need to be able to adjust to stay yeah. comfortable. I need to have my feet forward. I need to have my feet in at like a neutral position, and I need to put my feet back. And if I don't have those three positions, then I'm not going to be comfortable. And most motorcycle companies give you room for your pegs, the passenger pegs. Right. So you got yours, you got hers, and when you're on a long ride, you always kick your feet up back on hers, and then you stretch your back and you hug the tank and stuff, and maybe do like a little one-arm shit, and maybe do a little wrong-hand cruise control, you know, a little bit of that. That helps you stretch your back. So there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of extend your range on the motorcycle without adding anything to the bike. And if you're bored and you're falling asleep, try to ride your motorcycle with your left hand sometime. It's the wackiest thing you've ever done. If you've never tried to oh, ride your motorcycle left-handed, okay, all right. But <laughs> that's a different. If that's you're ever, a different you said no. If you're ever crazy, if you're ever crazy tired. And you can't stay awake. Make an X with your forearms. And try to drive your motorcycle with your left oh, wait, hand. So we're barely awake, and now so, we're going to try this? Yeah. It'll wake, your, it'll wake your dumb ass up in a second. Yeah, when you hit the pavement. Because no, you start to understand that, like... What the fuck was I thinking of that? Push is, push is pull, and pull is push. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it really makes you start to really think. And, it, and when I've done a lot of cross-country riding, and I get super, super tired, that's the thing that wakes me up. Uh, there's a joke <laughs> when I'm riding cross country and I start to duck to go under bridges that's when I know I'm s- sleepy time for like, a five hour energy right, right. <laughs> and I do that, that too but like I'll usually find that if I can like get down on the tank I'll get my because you know what with, if you don't have cruise control on your bike your right hand gets cramped up pretty oh, quick yeah. yeah. so what you do is you take your right hand and put it down on the head and you warm it up mm-hmm. to get the blood flowing again and take your left hand and grab that throttle and if you grab that throttle with your left hand, shit gets interesting pretty quick. I tried that on this trip. <laughs> is that like the stranger? Yeah. It is <laughs> like a stranger. <laughs> it is? Thank did God my bum was numb for that one. How did it work? <laughs> I, I, I tried it. I couldn't do it. You know, yeah. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to give up on that. Yeah. I ended up for cruise control uh-huh. taking a coffee stir stick. Yep. And wrapping it around between the the brake lever plastic. Oh. And it was enough to where I could let off for about five seconds and just kind of shake my hand <laughs> okay. out. And then it would start to slowly come right. back off. So okay. Did I you have a cramp buster or anything? I did. He's got yeah. a cramp buster. Oh, I've tried, yeah, I've I tried the cramp buster. I can't do it. I can okay. use the way you lay your hand straight yeah, out. Exactly. Or you yeah. lay your forearm. Cramp busters. Yeah. And it's yeah. like yeah. that. The cramp buster is genius. I want to get one of the ones where you you push, you get it where you want it, you push the button, you walk away. I'm going to introduce you to an amazing piece of technology that's only existed since about 1846. But it will save you on a long distance ride. It's called a wire coat hanger. Okay. So go into whatever fucking hotel you pass or Walmart or whatever and steal a wire coat hanger. And then once I tell you it, you'll be able to do it for the rest of your life. The idea is you basically crush the wire coat hanger towards one of the shoulder ends, the elbow ends, and you make a big long U out of it. So, like, you know, you're doing like a Panamine comic dick out of it, right? It's like a big U shaped thing, right? <laughs> but basically, the idea is when you rotate that around the grip mm-hmm. and you make a hook that goes over the brake lever. Yep. So, what happens is as you feed the power into the bike, 
it will turn the coil that you've created, okay, into a way that allows it to function, uh, allows it to rotate. But then when you release it, it creates a locking effect yep. because the coil because the grip wants to rotate in a clockwise fashion against the way that you've turned the coil. Now you'll know if you made it the wrong way. Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm-hmm. You'll know yeah. instantly. I, but I, the point I, is, I've seen works. people do the same yeah. thing with like a, a J hook for yep. a PVC. Absolutely, plastic. works great. And yep. I tried. Yep. One way, a J-hook for PVC works yeah. great one way, and right. the other way it doesn't work at all. Right. So it's like, if you're not smart enough to use it, then you shouldn't be using it. You shouldn't it. be using right. cruise control. Exactly. I, 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 I tried to melt it, you know, to get yeah. it the right stuff, and I, just, I gave really, up after about 15 minutes. You really have to pick and choose when you want to use cruise control. You have to be in, like, Idaho with, like, 400 miles in front of you yeah, to hit yeah. it. Because... Like if you're like in mediocre traffic yep. and you're trying to set cruise control, no. it's not a good idea. I, no. like, on my well, last trip, falling asleep. Yeah, there's yeah, right, cruise right. control. Chris brought us fucking hangers. Oh no my god, it's so hangers. Everybody wants hangers. That's exactly <laughs> it. So the trick of the wire hanger is real simple. You just kind of literally you make this end into the dick shape, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's it, right? And all you do is you take it and you wrap it around the throttle on your bike and you make a hook out of this end that holds onto the brake. And when you have it holding onto the brake, every time the throttle tries to reduce, it will close the circle and it won't work. And the the throttle will stay. But it's still loose enough to where you can force it. Oh, of course. You can can force it and it'll it'll run right through it. Exactly. Show notes. Show notes. Well, whatever. <laughs> look, if, look. If you're a podcast listener and I tell you use a wire hanger and you can't figure out how it works, don't you don't do deserve it. cruise yeah. control. Then don't do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. it's probably not a good idea for you. Right. It's probably a good idea if you can't figure it out. Again, I'll do it. I'll, we have a we have a a, a video device. More importantly, right? just like that. If okay. you're in rush hour and then you traffic, this don't end, use it. Right. Up like so. You don't need any special tools. It literally hooks under your brake lever and hooks onto your throttle. And if your throttle comes back, it just makes it tighter, right? It's a one-way locking device, so it's like a slip knot. It's a friction. So when it when it literally works like that, my thumb would be the brake lever, and it's hold it's held against it firmly, and my two fingers are the throttle tube, and that way it cannot get looser, right? But if you have to take it off, it's real simple. You just rotate it backwards and it comes back. And on that it's extended end that's still sticking out there, can I hang my magic stretch. underwear to dry it? You can, imagine, you can undry your underwear, make it real big and dry your underwear. Okay. Exactly. You could have the world's worst windshield. You just put a saran wrap in front of it. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. We have a giant windshield right here just for that. That's pretty All right. So we're done. The, uh, but, okay, so aerostitch suit, absolutely important, right? Suspension. Fuck yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You hit on the heated grips, too. Heated grips. Heated heated grips. grips. Oh, yeah. man, I love heated grips. Yeah. I used to make yeah. fun of people with heated grips. I got myself a set. Never going yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. They, I they, felt the same way about heated seats in the car. Changers. Right. I bought a car changers. off the lot one time, and it had heated, heated seats. seats on already. I was like, yeah, I don't really want those. But right. they're already on it. Every really? car I've ordered since then has heated seats. I've never had heated seats. You know what? I live two miles from work. Yeah. So when I get in the car, I have a heated toilet seat at home. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How long do you shit? Toto, yeah. dude. If if you do not have a Toto washlet, you are not living. Seriously, Google that shit. Toto washlet. If you do not own a Toto washlet, 
You are not living. <laughs> right now. You're a barbarian? Is that How cold is your house? You need to heat the seat before you sit down. Doesn't matter, dude. Does not matter. Does not matter. When you go in, and when you go into your house, and I have like an old school, my toilet is 1948, and I have a total washlet on it. Oh, that's fancy. Yeah. Is it the C200 or? I don't know what fucking (laughs) model it is. Here's what I'll tell you. It has heated water. Right? It has three settings, Enduro, Street, and right. Unleashed. It doesn't have the remote control. It's pretty base model. But it has three different aims. So it aims at... Wait, 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 wait. Back it up. So you heat the seat, but the aim you're talking is... is okay. It's the giving seat, you a douche, too. The seat is heated, okay. and the water is heated. Okay. Okay. And it has three different distinctive delivery systems. Mm, so it's the S550E. It has his back door. <laughs> it has his it back like door. It has his back door heavy, his back door gentle, and her front door, which is just her front door. Okay, get it? And then you press <laughs> the button. Pulsed? Yes, well, there's an option for each one of those. So it's standard or rotational pulsed. <laughs> and then there's like five swelling. different levels of intensity. It's like the magic wand. Well, five different levels of intensity are from delicate to full invasive. (laughs) (laughs) And if you put it on his back door full full invasive, you can can fill yourself up like a balloon at the fair. (laughs) You could be the clown balloon at the fair. You could seriously seriously give yourself an upper GI (laughs) on a Toto washlet. Without contrast. Oh, no. No. It's amazing. But the point is, you'll, your, your toilet paper consumption will go to almost nothing. Because all you're doing is like dabbing it dry. So, sometimes Andy won, sometimes Andy lost. <laughs> if you don't have a Toto washlet. What was his segue? How do we get from motorcycles to toilet seats? He did great. Oh, he did great. He did toilet seats. How did you get lost? Is this just a toilet seat? You said he did seats. On a, on a motorcycle. Who said that? No, in a car. In a car. Wait, car, car, car a flexible yeah. like water line that goes to it. And we're yeah. Is this a toilet seat or an entire toilet? Uh, yeah. AC power. Just a seat. I don't Just care. So you can electrocute Look, yourself. No. If you it's have this, if you have a plug where you plug your shaver in by your sink, it's got a four six foot cord a cord on it. It's got a, a T valve on it, so you can tap into your normal water, and then it's got an electric AC cord. So you it's plug like it a do it yourself bidet. Yes, it is exactly that. It is exactly a do-it-yourself bidet. Now, see, on that trip to Mexico, Tim was shoving his heated grips up his ass. Yes. (laughs) Which was quite a feat because he has handguards. Because he has handguards. <laughs> and he said, "If you haven't tried it, you have a lift." Okay. <laughs> do you have heated grips on your China? Yeah. Yep. You do. Yeah. So on China's finest, you have heated grips. Yeah. Hell wow. Yeah. Aftermarket though. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I wasn't thinking they were OEM. Yeah. 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 They're from CSC. Right. They're an add-on. And yeah, I think it's like an Oxford or something. Yeah. Ah uh, no. No. Chinese. Well, <laughs> okay, it's a oh, Roxford. <laughs> My BMW grip, heated grips are really good. I've never My Honda ones are horrible. Really? Yeah. I mean, they don't Ooh. heat up enough. Oh, dude, the Oxford. The best thing I've ever done to my life is yeah. the Oxford. I will say that Hawk, Oxford is an overachiever when it comes to heated grips. Yeah. We've had a few different companies that we've used. Mm-hmm. I've never found a bad one. I mean, but they're like, not bad, but they're not like the, the BMWs. If you put them on high, you're, it roasts your hands. Oh, if you put those on medium, the snow, yeah. when it hits them, they steam. But the most yeah. important thing is having at least six different settings. Huh. So you can go from, ah, like, ah, okay ah. to, like, holy shit, no, I'm the, burning. The Ducati 
the Ducati, the Zero, they they have three, I think, three sets okay. of like low, medium, and right. don't. Oxford has it. six. Yeah, and Oxford like, has six. Yeah, right. and it's yeah, exactly. really cool. Yeah. And it also has, most importantly, so like if some Timer. of the cheaper, yeah. some of the cheaper yeah. ones, they won't shut off. Right, right. But like Oxford and a bunch of those other are the ones, ones I have my KLR. Right. So the KLR ones I have were the like street chrome performance whatever brand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. They're, you know, it's a brand. And I sold a bunch of them, but I have them on my K, my uh, military KLR. Mm-hmm. And on the military KLR, when you have them turned on, they will stay on until the world has no power. They will literally <laughs> heat those, those are, grips. Those are just pads, though. Those aren't the whole grips, right? No, they were the no. whole grips. Yeah, whole grips. yeah those okay. ones... No, you're right. Those were the ones that were just the elements that went under the grips. Nailed it. Right. Yeah. So the Oxford ones... Because I think... Didn't you install those? I'm trying... If yeah. we're talking about the same bike... Yeah. My military. Yeah. Yeah, my military. Like, this one in here, I've got the Oxfords on. Okay. So they're like a push-button... Yep. And the thing is, what's channel. awesome about them yeah. is, though, is that they have a, a sensor that senses your battery... Yeah. And so if you leave, if you're if you're an idiot yeah. and you get somewhere and you're like, oh, I'm cold, I have to get out of yeah. here, whatever, and you leave them on. Yeah, they'll sense your they'll sense your battery getting down to like yeah. eleven point nine or twelve, whatever, and yeah. they shut off. Yeah. Why do you have to change your battery? It, that's how they, they they're, they're, they're that's actually how they recommend. They re- yeah because, because they, they have, have a shunt a, inside right that when it gets to twelve point one volts, it shuts, it shuts off. The off. You yeah. ha- but the problem you have to run them through a relay. They have them right. They have them through a relay. No, we do it through no. These ones, though, are like, people aren't smart enough to figure out relays. Right. We're just going to put it straight to the battery. Right. And, and that's like, their idea. If you idea. run them through yeah. a relay, they won't work right. Right. Like, exactly. Cool. No, you have to run them straight Again. to the battery. And like, I, it, and Again, they, it's moder- it, it's seriously the right. difference between millennial mindset and us. Right. Millennial mindset now, is... Now, wait a minute. Yeah, I right. think you're, you're, you're not liar. Except <laughs> <laughs> for the rules. Yeah, millennials are like 1900. Why is yours? Yeah, you're not. In the interest of making it idiot proof, right? They right. said throw the relay away, mm-hmm. wire it directly to an battery, right? With like a, a long bolt and 47 eye connectors, right? Or just you know lick the wires, twist them, and put them together. Yeah, They're whatever fun. you want to do. Yeah, that's exactly it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. the new and one. That's I learned something new. Yeah. That's Thank you. I but I will tell you, the old in ones, the official directions. I've had to bump start a KLR six fifty, and for the record, not easy. No, bump starting a KLR six fifty, especially like an older one, mm. it takes a little bit of work. When that's been sitting cold for a while, I think I may have had a small heart attack involved. I mean, you know, I'm a certain age, right? I'm a little bit older, and like the, my fourth attempt at bump starting the KLR. I felt something like my arm got numb in the shoulder area. <laughs> it's a little gray. Yeah, they, my tunnel vision kicked in. Mm-hmm. I was like, there was this a, bike doesn't start. They're going to find me under it. There was yeah. a tiki bar visit after it. No, was, no, we were leaving. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was the exit strategy. And I went, I went, oh shit, these grips are super warm. <laughs> and this bike is super not sturdy. Oh. Yeah. So the grips were awesome, but the bike was yeah, not, not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got a hill over there. Uh, get well, that was the point. Is I climbed that hill four times. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you know the hill. I would have had a heart attack. I climbed the hill four times. <laughs> on the fourth time, she bumped. She lit. The first two times, I had the kill switch on. <laughs> oh, I've done that. Oh. You gotta prime. Oh, you gotta prime the system. <laughs> the first two times, I did. I did heroic attacks. The third time, it may have been flooded. Because the first two times, <laughs> yeah. The fourth time she was good. The fourth time she went. I kicked my Ural. 
400 <laughs> fucking times, and I realized I had the kill switch. Like, oh, no. Because I, I never used the kill switch. Again. I bumped it. I'm like, Again. motherfucker. Again. Here's a lesson to be learned. When you have a bike that you know how to start, whether it's your KLR that starts reliably, or yeah. your Ural that you know yeah. how to, like, massage its balls and, like, <laughs> tickle its oh, tank. Yeah, you got to put full, well, full frontal on that. So, <laughs> here's the lesson. When it's not starting, and you're like, God damn, this thing starts every time. Just stop yourself, yeah. step back, <laughs> look at everything, and figure out like go have a sandwich. Turn everything <laughs> off. Do fine C backwards. Right. Fuel, ignition, neutral, engine, choke. Yeah. Do it all backwards. Yeah. Do it all backwards. Go back into where you came from. Have a sandwich. Or a drink. No. A sandwich. <laughs> and then go back out and do fine C forward. So when you're flying a plane, it's easier yeah, because right. they have all the checklists right in front of you. And you can just go through that damn checklist and say, this, 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 and this. And then it's. And you'll still forget the flaps. It's the same thing at the firehouse. Like, we'll, we'll get a fire, and there'll be a, like a newer driver, and you get to the thing, and for whatever reason, he doesn't get the water through the pump, through the hoses. Because, and you have dry hoses? Because you pull up and you see this house on fire and you jump out and you want to... Well, you get excited. Yeah. And sometimes you go through all the proper procedures. You forget to put the truck back in gear or pull a certain lever or whatever. For like a PTO so, for a pump or something. Exactly. Right. Okay. So, so everybody's, all like, like, everybody's all lined up. But they've the, all got hoses rolled out. So you guys They're all aiming at fire. The house is on fire. <laughs> the house is actually Go back in, get that sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Not a drink. Not a drink. Get the sandwich. And then... Yeah. No, the lesson is, though, if your bike isn't starting or you're yeah. not getting water or something... Go back to the basics. They, mm-hmm. That checklist that you're talking about, like, exactly. do I have A, do Fine I have C, B, man. do I have a C? So and it seems like it takes... F- holding limp hoses. <laughs> it's, it seems like it takes forever. Realistically, it takes a couple of seconds. And, you, and then Remember, you're, folks, you're like, fuel, Fine C stands for fuel, turn your tap on. Ignition. Kill switch has to be in the run position. Key has to be in the on position. And the bike has to be in neutral. Right. We're up to F-I-N, Finn. E. No, e fine. is engine. That's F-I-N-D. the kill switch. No. Hold F-I-N-D, on. fine. Hold on. What? Is this your podcast? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let me go All right. Fine Slap C is, down, baby. Fine C is ancient. Give me a second for fine C. Right. Fuel, ignition, neutral, engine, engine. Remember, engine, because on old motorcycles, the kill switch was marked engine run. Okay. Okay, right. engine. And then C would either be choke. Mm-hmm. Choke or clutch. If it's a Suzuki, you got to pull the clutch in. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's not a Suzuki, check your choke. Mm-hmm. So find C. D is fuel, ignition, neutral, and... Oh. What's D? Distributor. No. You brought it up! Well, I'm just saying. Well, if he brought it up, it's probably Dick. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. All right. Well, you said F-I-N-D. I'm right. totally excited fine to know C, what right. the fine D is. Yeah, right, right. But fine C is fuel, ignition, neutral, engine, choke. And, and right? you'll avoid self-loathing. Yes, yes, exactly, right. And like, so I used to sell people vintage motorcycles. And on the inside of the side panel or the inside of the glove box door of the vintage motorcycle right. or scooter, I would write in a Sharpie, I would take my Sharpie out and I would be like, this is called the drunk list. Okay. <laughs> and the drunk <laughs> list was F, fuel, I, ignition, right. N, neutral, neutral, E, engine, C, choke. Right. And I would write that out inside the glove box of every vintage bike I sold. Makes sense. And they'd call me at 3 o'clock in the morning and be like, 
the fucking bike is so much to start. And I was like, have you opened the glove box and done the drunk list? Yeah. Oh. Call me back when you've done the drunk list. Right. Don't, no call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Dick, you called me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so How'd D that work dick? out? Okay. Dude! That shit worked! Yeah, Dick, my KLR650 wouldn't start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, fine C. Fuel ignition, neutral engine, choke. Like, it, I know it's ancient, but no. what was the D? Where did the D come from? I don't know. Dick? God damn it, Dick. D? God damn it, D. I thought there was Dick. a D involved. A I Dick. was really looking D. forward All to right. a D. You, you got a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I like Chris. You know, Chris on. is like, fuck you, you got a drink. Fuck All right. you, have a All right. Shot. drink. All right, so, okay. But going back to that, you guys, Fine. excellent oh, cross-country yeah. trip. That, yeah. That's it was, it was good, yeah, yeah. And I want to do it because it's, one, it's affordable. Very affordable. It's memorable. Yeah. That brings me to a point. Yes. Uh-oh. So, GPS... Let's see G- the tattoo. GPS and Kevin, who uh, is organizing these rides, yeah. hit upon the idea of a ride where the only bike you're allowed to ride on the ride is either a Grom... Yeah. A new monkey or a Honda Cub? Ooh. I'm in. I said, I, I can in. sign you up a half a dozen people oh, right sweet. now. Yeah. Sweet baby. What about a spade? What about a spade? No. No spade. Uh, Are you kidding me? Look at the spade. Come on. The spade Look gets in on sheer I, nerd factor alone. I asked him if he was familiar with the spade, but he, he his idea was like everyone on the exact same power plant. I get it. I get it. And, and he said, you know, spade, like, yeah. spade will be right just, in there. I mean, it's just the dicing of being able to drive down the road at 45 miles an hour. 50 uh, no, no, I totally get it. I will arm wrestle Kevin 62. for the right to do spades. Yeah. Okay. Right. He, he would probably little, accept. Little bike fast. That's where the thrill is because you're doing something goofy and fun. Exactly. And, and the, but is he going to do this? I think he will. This guy's retired. Right. This is all he does. He does probably 10 rides a year. No, and 12 it, rides it, a year. as far as he's concerned, that signs up like up team more assholes yeah. to do what he likes to do to make money. All coming from Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him, I said, we could, we, I, I told him an idea last year that kind of fell apart about the MABDR. I'm sorry, can, can we say Rocktober? I'm in. I think Rocktober needs to work because all we need to do is figure out a way to get. X number of bikes to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I have to have a lot of sex with Ben to get enough money to buy a yeah. fucking well, only if, only if scooters yeah. are allowed. Yeah. No, I don't think he's done scooter do. rides in the past. He's yeah. done yeah. scooters across America, right? No, but has he done scooters through Mexico? Uh, I don't think so. All right, okay, enough said. But we need, we need spades approved. That's what we need. I, again. I told him. I said we will getting be in spades touch. approved is not the problem. He will lead you if you show up. Okay. He's the Pied yeah. Piper of yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, he's not going to be like, well, you know, I said this idea was going to be for monkey well, bikes. Well, let's look at this. This yeah. is like a huge jump from like, let's go 300 miles and do this. with To space. our neighborhood. Right. Now exactly. we have to drive a million miles to Mexico and do this. Like, <laughs> this is like a big jump from what we did. Uh, seven days for one $800? Time. Right. We could have done, we could have done yeah. the... The other thing for two hundred bucks, we still can. Well, we can. It's still there. All right, all right. let's right. do it. Exactly. <laughs> well, he doesn't right. do Mexico exclusively. He does stuff yeah. all over the U.S. And I find Mexico more interesting, though. Okay. I have does he do Toledo? What about Boston? Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Seven days in Boston could be almost more challenging. Yes, you're exactly <laughs> right. right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and be le- you wouldn't be able to understand anybody. Right. There'd be better music. 
Well, I've never done Maine or Quebec yeah, or like Montreal. Like so, those things are all open on my dance cards. So I've never done Montreal, Maine, or Quebec. So those are other ones that I've always considered. Newfoundland and Newfoundland. Oh my God! I've never kissed a fish. All right, Saskatchewan. Yeah, but like that's a thing. Like there's some things that smell like fish. Well, again. If you put your tongue on it and it tastes like a penny, bail. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's how you get your blood wings. Even the arm will tell you that. Either way. uh, Now, I don't think, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the idea of doing a week long trip on anything, because the guys that I normally travel in Mexico with do this all on 10 inch wheeled Vespas. Mm -hmm. And have done all the way to Cabo. Like, they've done mm-hmm. all the way to the bottom mm-hmm. of the Baja mm-hmm. and come back up. So, where some people go like, well, you know, this is great, but we don't want to do anything too intense. Mm, it's still Mexico. Like I'd go anywhere on that cup. Yeah, exactly. Like, you feel absolutely confident you go anywhere in a cup. No, I rode my twin right. today. My African right. twin today. Yeah. I went right home. Wait, you rode your cup. Helix? I rode my Helix. You rode your Africa Twin. And then I, and went, and I got my Cub. Because yeah. I, I told Kevin you'd be here on your Did you cub. not go to work? He did go to work. No, I rode you my went to Helix, work on the Helix. Work. Oh, my gosh. Actually, I had it up to 69 miles an hour. <laughs> it's matching lumber. 69. Yeah. Yeah. No, because the thing would only use 62. I must have had a tailwind or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that thing is scary <laughs> as hell. At 69 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. I rode it up to scary. 68 at 69. Yeah. Is that an old one? Is that 10-inch wheels? Yeah, it's yeah. the first Dude, year. It's a Helix, 10 and 10. Oh, the man. Helix painted as a TARDIS, though, is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. But again. Yeah, right. All right. It's still a Helix. It's still yeah. a Helix. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's oddly it's a bad like, idea. attractive. Stretched out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would make this bad <laughs> idea better? If it lasted longer. Longer, yeah. <laughs> if I could put my feet forward. But the Morphous is more hideous than the Helix. <laughs> See, in a I, beautiful way. I, I don't <laughs> there is only the only distance between me and Amorphous is having the right Morphous available, because the back of it looks like a Cadillac Seville from the nineties. I, I love Morphous. Yeah, but not. the Morphous looks like it's got it's like an irradiated helix again. It <laughs> <laughs> came out of Chernobyl. A while ago, I was. I that's a bad thing. I was a scooter rally south of here. And some cat had a morphous, and he'd done it like totally a Tokyo, like totally Tokyo style, where he'd have like air ride on it. So like when he hit the button, it would go, and it'd drop out. Oh, look at Kira or something. Oh, so cool. Oh yeah. And it was like he had like all the right neon in it, and then when he'd go out to ride, he'd like press the button and and it'd come up to just the right height to ride. See, I like the weird stuff. Oh, yeah, it looked awesome. like you were riding like a jet ski. Yes. Fucked a coffin. It <laughs> <laughs> was perfect. Started off good. Again, <laughs> Morphous. <laughs> it's what you want it to be, yeah. Morphous. Uh, there, like there are weird bikes that I still don't own yet. As the man who says, you know, I'm going to buy a Japanese hearse next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because life. that was an April Fool's. That was for real. No, that was real. <laughs> yeah. That's I next week. We'll That's the new shop. That's the new shop bike or the new shop truck. No, it turns out you can't put anything in it I like. Except the coffin. Except a Japanese a coffin. Short coffin. And they're smaller than American <laughs> coffins. I measured to see if an American coffin would fit. Not really. So no. if I die, you can at least transport my liver? Right. Exactly. Right. you got to put it a, you put <laughs> it it like a sideways. An American baby coffin. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. We'll stuff you in there. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, we do own a Japanese hearse now. That's amazing. Yeah, so that means I already ordered the Godzilla inflatable suits on Amazon. <laughs> so all the escargots that you brought and your whole extravaganza with that, I see one out here. Where's the other one? There's my house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I do have at least two bases of operation. Right, I have right, a warehouse too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, escargots, Argo. You can change your pants in the back of an escargot. It's amazing. I found that you can, you know what? Well, escargots <laughs> are totally fun. Won't go there. Like escargots are, like, there's no line. You have to worry about crossing it. No, no. And they're like a Honda Element because they have a lot of height. They're yeah. like pretty big inside. And you can hose them out. Yeah, they're all rubber. The floors oh, are all rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's That's no smart. carpet in an escargot. Good, good. And then the escargot with the cloth top. Very, uh, very cool. Like, I rode that around Vancouver. I drove around Vancouver for a few days, mm-hmm. Seattle, with the escargot with the soft top, and, like, going through, like, the park and stuff. Oh, that was pretty cool. Like Cool canvas stuff, or just on the, like, the whole thing, or just a section of the room? It's like a, it's like a, it's not the whole convertible business, but it's like the center bit. Yeah. It's like a European like soft a top. Fiat... What? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Right, yep. right, exactly. That's awesome. That's it still awesome. has an A, B, and C pillar. Right, sure. except except the the opening for the sunroof is oh, about yes. ten feet above you. It is. <laughs> it turns out that when you're in an escargot, if you put your hands straight up like on a roller coaster, you can't touch the roof. <laughs> if you wore a ten gallon hat, you'd be six gallons short. Don't push yeah. again. Yeah, Don't it's like a weird it. car when you God, get in it. Damn it! I'm gonna smash your phone to shit. Did you have the idea of bunk beds? Was that you? Home. I think it, you, you were telling me about that. Yeah. So Bad somebody. Had an idea when they looked in an escargot, they were like, you know, if you made sort of a deck in there, you could camp in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mine. Tink. No, that's, oh, that's mine. All right, yeah. we're gonna close on a shot of Whatever. finest Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Mm-hmm. Sva. Sva. Prost. That's Provia. That Provia. Right, exactly. That's the Took care mm. of about uh, three that's quarters of that bottle. Oh. Where are you? Was that Russia? Yeah, I think so. No, oh, I was doing Slovenia. And Dasvidan. Really? Oh. Ah. The first one was good. The second one was a little vicious. I may have got the back of the horse on that one. That one had a bit of kick. (laughs) Lots of respect. Lots of respectable people have been kicked by horses. Yeah. Uh, So that's it. The horse cock. Well, not on that one. So So, real quick. Yeah. Have you been abreast of all the different motorcycle, um, electric motorcycle companies trying to put their feet into the fire recently? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fire. Putting their feet into the fire. Hey, it's an Emoto joke. Well, no, but Uh, but here's the thing. So, like, so Zero has a bike that you can buy and you can ride and people are like, holy shit, this is great. I expect mine any day now. Right. So you get all these new things. I'm actually, I'm being noticeably silent on the whole electric thing. Like, we haven't talked about it today. Right. Because I'm waiting to flop my dick on the table when the bike actually shows up. No, but, but okay, yeah. but but you've already had many, you had, Zeros have been here for years. I've ridden three of them and today. Most and most people two. here own them and they've yeah. enjoyed them, whatever, right? Right. So it's a proven brand, and yeah. now they have a new bike that's like, Fucking sick. Again, I'm going to say nothing right. until you okay. ride it. Right. Okay. Because that everything will do I've everything. seen yeah. online, everything, yeah. your thing, everything, yeah. it looks like an amazing bike, right? Right. But now you have Lightning. Yep. You have another whatever brand that's coming yep. out, whatever. All yep. these people. Do you think 
So these people, they're, they're doing Formulate all the advertising. Formulate a question, please. They're doing all this advertising. They're putting all this stuff out. They're yeah. claiming all these numbers right. and stuff. But nobody's written any of this stuff, right? Correct. So do you think that Zero is still going to be able to top all so these far, different things? So far, despite coming? my best efforts to ride the live wire, right. three times I've tried to ride the live wire. Mm-hmm. I've gone to three places. The AIM show last year in Columbus. Okay. The year before that in Columbus. Right. Uh, I've gone to three different points where they were live wire demo ride days. Mm-hmm. Where I was invited to go and participate in riding an electric Harley because Davidson motorcycle. just to be clear, they're dropping numbers that are crazy. And uh, the price cool. is $13,000. Cool. Like it's 30. Three zero. No, no. 13 for the lowest... The, the lightning third, the lowest. Not for the, I'm sorry, live wire 30. Oh, right. yeah. Lightning, lightning, lightning 13. 13. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Look, no way. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Right, yeah. right, right. Harley Davidson? Yeah. And okay. lightning. 30. Right. Lightning no 13. Five year old leftover mission right. baby. Fired off. I'm just suggesting. Yeah, right. Whatever. I'm suggesting. Not, not any real, nothing real. But again, I tried to ride that bike three times. Couldn't do it. Uh, then the Lightning, great guy, fantastic dude. Read everything he's written. And seems like he's on the right track. But his intro price of 13 is like... Unrealistic? Well, let's see. Now with the what, about well, let's what about Buell? What about Buell? What about Eric Buell coming back? The here? fuel. The fuel. Yeah, right. right. The bike that doesn't use... Fuel. Fuel right. is called a fuel. Right. I see what you did there. Good job. Eric, Eric fuel. Again, not Eric fuel. remotely anywhere close to production. So, but my yeah. question to you is, as a person that has yeah. twisted the throttle on a motorcycle that is tangible yeah. and viable right. and something that, like, it's not a prototype. They've been not... traveling around everywhere except here at the moment, riding them and letting people like you and him and him and him and him ride them. Right. Like Atlanta did a thing like two weeks ago where you'd be like, hey, show up. Ride our ridiculous bike and give an opinion of it. I have ridden that particular bike. My personal opinion is, again, Ducati 1200S, all kinds of weird. Like I ride a lot of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I ride a lot of weird shit. That bike fucked me up. Because no matter how hard I tried to crash it, it would not crash. So right. here's the thing. Yeah. So you've ridden that. You've yeah. experienced a lot. It. This is a tangible yeah. thing. So knowing that and knowing the, the history of mm-hmm. that bike and the brand yeah. and how much work they put right. into it, how far off are these other manufacturers with their claims? About five years. And that's what Maybe I'm three that's what, that's what I, I was mean, Ultimately. But here's the cool thing. Don't buy the new one. Okay, for Cleveland people, my Cleveland peeps, right? like cheap as chips, don't want to fuck around, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it turns out, oh, the guy picked the bike up today. But it turns out that Zero has decided that they're putting all of their eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. And anytime a manufacturer does that, certain people can benefit from that shit. Mm-hmm. So the Zero SRF, which has 140 torques. And has like 115 horsepower. That's ball tangling. No, it's a everywhere. lot of all of the above. Yeah, right. right? Like that. That well, again, the, the 137 horsepower, 150 in paper thing doesn't have 140 torques. Right. Right. So 
Zero's thing that's coming out is eighteen nine ninety. The old thing, the last year's thing, the last year's bike, right? That's which like, was a dual sport R or a SR. It turns out they're like, oh well, that thing that we had last year doesn't have like all the like Bosch MSC like cool traction control, wheel, anti wheelie prevention, like make babies rain from the sky thing, right? So we're going to sell that one at like 2000 less than retail to apologize for the fact that the new one that's coming out is so wicked cool. Oh. Wow. So oh. unless you're Nikki Hayden that's dead. Exactly. Right. So if you did want to have an electric motorcycle and you did want to have a 180 mile range and you did want to have a 6 kilowatt per hour charging system, mm-hmm. you could actually have last year's which is still 2019, this year's bike, at $2,000 off. That's a good deal. It's yeah. a really good deal. For a DSR, which is a dual-sport racing 116 foot-pounds of torque torque machine, I sold a guy one of those today. What are you leaving for with that? Sixteen grand. And what's the new one? Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. It's sixteen grand, but that comes with a level 2 charger, that will charge the bike in two hours on the plug that's outside of Whole Foods or Walmart or Walgreens right. or wherever. And so for, the new one is going to cost you what? Eighteen nine ninety, and the super deluxe version is going to cost you twenty one. Right. Yeah. So four or five thousand dollars difference. Yep. Yeah. So remember when we were yeah. comparing the Livewire to yeah. the SR? Exactly. And now, and the SR was still mm. better for much cheaper. Oh, strike that. Remember the $16,000 SR? Right. Yeah. $2,000. I, I should let that. you know, it's $14,000 now. <laughs> and they'll right. finance it for seven years, which means you're less than $200 a year, or less than $200 a month to own 116 foot-pounds of torque. Yeah. Still tax credits, Which, too? yeah. If you're into yeah. electric vehicles and yeah. you're in, whatever, and you look at Tesla, yeah, they're now offering leasing. I know. Did you look into it? Yeah, I it's did. Five thousand dollars down, yeah. and seven hundred dollars a month for the X for less torques yeah. right. than the electric motorcycle. Uh, yes, but you get it's, auto it's, driving. It's and different drive. It I, is. I like, yeah, it's like, it's different things. But what I but will say is this: more. Yeah. Yeah. right now, we got to remember, guys. A lot of podcasts get wrapped up on the whole electric motorcycle thing. Right. Here's the Cleveland Moto. I, I would like to put out my particular thing. Right now, it's still pirate. It's still rogue. It's still mm-hmm. renegade. Zero is renegade. Zero is an American company from a NASA engineer that decided to do something that was disruptive and kick ass and and like grab your balls and pull them down the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yamaha and Honda and Suzuki will all do this. Vespa is doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Vespa. That's right. Vespa. Ciao. <laughs> right? The Fagi. The Fagi. Right? Right. Vespa has an Electrica, an all-electric Vespa scooter that you can buy for something in the neighborhood of like $9,000, which is more expensive than any other scooter they sell, mm-hmm. that goes like 35 ish for like 50-ish miles. And is that BMW scooter even out yet? Yes, it is. It is? You can buy them. My friend Ryan Bastinelli has a BMW 650 style electric scooter that you can buy. And it has better performance than the Electrica does. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's going to cost you in the neighborhood of 10 large. Mm -hmm. What? 
That's not terrible compared to the Vespa. It's actually not. I wouldn't take it to Baja. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. And you wouldn't take it to Baja. But we're going to get to the point, and if you guys will hang on for like two more years, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen is Yamaha... What's that? I'll be dead by then. You know what they're going to do? No, they're, you won't, They're going to build Chris. Whole Foods in Baja, so you'll be able to right. drive your scooter there yeah. and plug it in. That's exactly oh, right. <laughs> and that's the deal. So the deal is that Yamaha will pro- Yamaha or Honda will probably be first. And they'll bring out their electric motorbike. And it'll either be a dirt or it'll be a street. They just launched a Honda CRF that's going to be electric. I saw that. Yep. Yep. So electric has a really good application for dirt because you know who likes dirt? Torque likes dirt. And people that don't like to travel a million miles. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So the idea is you can charge this thing up, go out and run a moto or two or three right. and come Anything back. that has a two-gallon gas tank can be electric. Yes. Yeah. That's right. true. Right. And so the whole idea is with electrics, I right now would like to just very quietly step back because in a matter of a few days the zero SRF is going to show up in your choice in your choice of boardwalk red or dolphin safe blue oh god that's so sexy that dolphin i the dolphin safe blue oh dude i, like I fucking manhandled sea my bright blue over that thing, i don't dude. care oh. thank you guys mike cunningham i'm sorry yeah, right. i'm going to say it straight away you can call it sea bright blue all you want i'm going to call it dolphin safe blue oh and it's so good because dolphin. the dolphin oh. safe blue with the red stripe down the side is so fucking golf Porsche team. Yep. Le Mans oh, racing. Yeah. Fucking Steve McQueen. <gasps> Steve McQueen. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've had coconut it. oil involved in my wiener over that bike. Never yeah. has yeah. the yeah. color yeah. light yeah. blue yeah. been so yeah. sexy yeah. Yeah. as when it's been on a Porsche, yeah. right? Yeah. Or a Ford GT 40, mm-hmm. right? Like, Light blue can be a racing color if you have the right people driving the car. Oh, that thing. Mm. I saw that bike, and I was like, I melted. When I got the chance to ride them, I I went and immediately sat on a blue one. Yeah. It was was better. The placebo effect kicked in. You were like, this is better than the red one. And again, I don't care. I got off the bike, and all I wished was that you were all with me. Yeah, right. right. Because when I got off the bike, I went, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) In the snow, yeah, in three in the feet mountains, of snow, right? The bike didn't crash, right? And I was with two people in front of me who were just trying to crash it. The the twelve and a half people behind me, they were trying to ride it. The two people in front of me were trying to crash it. Right. I was trying to not die, right, or be embarrassed. So, for me, riding the bike, I'll be straight up with you. My idea was to be at the front of the pack, but not crash the bike. Right. So I rode it like eight-tenths of my capacity. And anybody who's ridden with me knows that I tend to ride at about seven to eight-tenths of my capacity. And you've only been riding for like a year or two, so your skills are, you know, not, <laughs> Again, I tend to ride a certain way. Right. If you way. ride with me, you understand. You're Phil. Okay. You're Phil. You're okay. always Phil. But... The two people in front of me were trying to harm the machine. <laughs> and then I was trying to not crash the machine because ambulances suck right. and ER suck even in San Diego. And it's better to watch them crash and not crash. At any moment, I thought the two people in front of me would crash. Right. 
The guy at the lead of the pack had ridden this road 25 times. He knew where the snow was. He knew where the water was. He knew where the grit was. He knew where the problems were. I wasn't going to get past him, but the two people in front of me were actively trying to crash the bike. <laughs> God bless their little hearts yeah. in a southern style. Right. Yeah. God bless them. God bless. But I was just trying to not own it. Like, I was trying to ride the bike and see what it could do. And so the two people in front of me that were always going left of center and always going right of the line, they were trying to crash it. And the electronics were totally fucking reeling them in. And that's where I think the Bosch MSC thing is something we might be talking about Mm -hmm. 10 years from now. Okay. Because the motorcycles that have that may stay upright. Mm -hmm. And the motorcycles that don't might be painted red and have a Ducati label on the side. Something about cornering ABS. There's something about cornering traction control that changes. Like traction control and ABS work great when you're upright. But when you're leaned over, shit changes. But let me ask you this. Experiencing that, Mm -hmm. how did that feel to a person that's ridden everything from... A 125cc scooter that's been... Like, you've raced scooters that I embarrassed myself by saying that your traction control never activated. When it turns out it had been activating the entire time I was riding it. Right. So, I had foolishly thought that... So, you didn't notice it. Because electricity gets involved before the intake, combustion, explosion, exhaust... Circuit happens. Tiny adjustments the entire time. Exactly. Right. So, so it's a, something that you can't. A micro the- adjust. If a micro adjustment happens before the human brain can detect it, yeah, you did it ever happen? happen. Yeah. No. Did yeah. it yeah. ever happen? <laughs> so if that's a bear shits weird. in the woods, yeah. again. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to, and like everything I did on that bike, and that's why I wish all of you to try it mm. before we get to the point of sucking anyone's dick. I would like there to be a bike here that we can be like, hey guys, off you fuck. Right. So and we can all suck it together. Right. And well, when we come back in, we're going to go like, ha um, Because when I came back in, I was like, I will be going out again. You're like, I'm fucking Nikki Hayden. Well, His ghost is, uh, like, coming day, to me. Like, the first run, I was like, I was terrified because there was snow and a lot of snow. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Sure. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle in the snow? Yeah, a little uh, bit. A little bit, a little bit. Is it creepy? Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. It's super creepy. No, but more importantly, have yeah. you tried to keep up with other people showing off in uh, the snow? When the guy in the front of the pack says, if you pass me, when we get to the cafe, come and get an application for work at the shop. Right. Oh. That's different, because like, you can you can drive in snow and be like, I'm yeah. being apprehensive. And for the record, there was no chance I was going to pass that motherfucker. Right. Like, he was looking in the back of me like, Y'all got this shit? Okay, cool. Right? Like, at no point was he ever at any threat of us passing him. You know why? Because he'd done this course like 12 times with other dealers and other people on the same bike. So he knew that regardless of the grit, regardless of the lack, I mean, they use grit, we use salt, right? Regardless of the snow, regardless of the water, regardless of the 42 degree temperature, that dude knew that he could throw it into a corner, one-handed, look over his shoulder, and be like, y'all cool? Cool. You cool? That's cool. Let's go. 
And he could stab it and go. Because he was on an electronic monorail. Mm -hmm. He was riding a rail gun. He was riding technology that none of us were used to. And he experienced it and was confident. Totally confident. Supremely confident. Hmm. And to the point where the rest of us were chicken shit as fuck. Because we saw snow, which made us scared. Mm -hmm. We saw hills, which made us scared. We saw like 97 turns in two miles, Mm -hmm. which made us scared. And we were on a bike that was like 21 grand. And You guys were on the, the West Coast Chameleon instead of the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were on a road that was like straight up. The only people that were on that road were dudes who lived there. Us and tractors. <laughs> and like shit that falls off of tractors. Right, right. So it was like Dragon. Yeah. And for like... Maybe in a week or maybe in two weeks, we're going to have a podcast where everybody sitting at this table will have ridden the oh. SRF. And then we can put the shit to bed. But for right now, we're going to hold. We're just oh, yeah. going to open the channel right. and let it run. I don't think I'm going to pan it like the KTM. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but oh, the man. most important thing Hey, is, wait. Now, true. for the record, we all rode that KTM. So we all took the baby Duke out. And everybody took the baby Duke out. We all fucking, what did we do? We did the same thing. We're like, oh, Phil said to try to break it. Or no, wait, I didn't say that. I said, (laughs) ride it enthusiastically. And we all rode it enthusiastically. And like... Let me ride it Well, yes. And like in four people, (laughs) and like in four riders, it overheated. So the bike became too hot to be a motorcycle. But now KTM is bringing out the adventure version of that bike. Of the baby KTM. Yeah. Right. right. So y'all... a radiator on Yeah, Yeah, they should probably do that. Right. They extended the warranty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it turns out you're exactly right. So we all, in this podcast, and that's actually kind of a cool thing, because our podcast took the KTM out. Right. A brand new KTM. Yep. And we took it out and everybody rode it. Like, nobody didn't get a chance. If you wanted to ride it, Well, you could I ride didn't, it. but I wasn't here. Man. Well, but you could have rode it. I could have. Yeah. Right. But what did we say? It overheated. It did. It Everybody said 100% it. overheated. Yep. And it came back in, and regardless of any bullshit marketing hype, it overheated. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the bike overheated, and it came back in. But we did sell the bike, and we sold the bike to a fella who rides it, and rides it today, and it has never overheated. Wow. Which means that one Mecklefresh... Will in fact violate whatever <laughs> thermodynamic <laughs> I don't care how good you build your bike. Right. One angry Mechel Fresh will fuck your shit up. Will we'll fuck your shit up. Like twelve pounds. The KTM yeah. three ninety tapped out. Like... The KT nine three ninety was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Two at a time, please. There was there was the factor that the rear wheel was rubbing on the inner fender of the entire time he rode it. May have been. But it was also that like that bike went out, and when that bike went out, Group One tried to wheelie that bike into an yeah. infinity. And when it came back, you know, because everybody changed bikes, so the bike experienced three different riders. And so when the bike came back, we sent out the second group, yeah. where Mecklenburg is like, I don't know, the heat light came on, it didn't want to make any power after that. <laughs> okay, and they made it the second gear and it shut down. It I don't know what just happened. settled down, yeah. But the point being that, yeah, what did KTM do? They extended the warranty, mm-hmm. right? They changed a few things about it. 
And it turns out that we weren't wrong. So sometimes a group of lightly inebriated podcasters <laughs> is the best possible test group. Did you see that? Uh, Real world. Just <laughs> IRL. Or IRW. So if you bought a KTM 1290 or whatever the last incarnation of their biggest bike was, in the next few months, you're going to be able to buy a two-wheel drive adaptation to your bike. Really? Yep. So if you're like, if you have like a billion horsepower with your new KTM 1290 Adventure or whatever, and you're like still getting stuck because you're driving through Alaska or something... Um, the same guys that did Christini. Chris, I was going to ask if it was a Christini. They yeah. made a, a, a frame and a whole front fork and everything where you're going to be able to harness all that power and make it into a two-wheel drive. So basically there's a power takeoff through a differential that sends... Oh, yeah, it's still the chain that comes mm, through the thing, yep. goes up through and goes down through the fork and does whatever. I was, was going to say... Double drive gear um, drive shafts. But that, like, all that power doesn't do you any good if the front wheel's up off the ground. Right. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, like... Literally, how many people can that service? How many people actually need a two-wheel drive, 1,290cc, whatever horsepower bike? That's ridiculous. Right? Rule kind of did it with it's a cool. 250. That was all chain drive. That was purely chain drive. Yeah. Right. This goes through a drive shaft. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't see the point of having a front... I mean, what's the point of having two-wheel drive on a bike? But I'm saying, like, tell me the situation that you're in where you have that motorcycle and that you need... Two wheel drive to get you through it. Oh, why don't you just cut the horsepower down? I tell you what, it's got to feel good in that sand where we exactly. were. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm not joking. Sand? No. Because if it, you, if it can pull the front wheel up yes. a little bit, yeah. When you push that front wheel and it's acting like a plow, yeah. no matter which way the bike's going and which way the sand wheel is. Sand is a cruel mistress. If you have That's not exactly ridden, what I told him when we were down there. Mm-hmm. Cruel yep. mistress. It's a cruel mistress. Yep. Sand is like. Oh, it's beautiful. Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> Try to ride that man. shit in a he went to fight fucking Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking... Sand is a bitch. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, look at all that sand. No, there's a reason. Everybody in the Perry Dakar gets fucked until the trucks oh, come yeah. through. Yeah. Like, the trucks come through and scoop up hmm. all the broken hearts. And now the Perry Dakar is going to be in Saudi Arabia, like Abu Dhabi. Right. They've given up on Perry Dakar because too many people are getting, like, you know, ripped off, robbed, raped, and murdered. So they're going to do it in, like, Abu Dhabi. But it doesn't matter. Like, the idea of a whole bunch of sand in one spot is not cool for anything other than, like, little lizards who can pick up, like, two feet at a time because it's too hot. Right? Like, sand is a bitch. Like, there is nothing cool about riding in sand. Yeah, there's a bike that is seriously up to its fucking asshole in sand. Like, oh, yeah. That bike is proper fucked. It needs no to do that. Do you know why no. that? Yeah, that bike no. doesn't need a side stand or no, a center stand or anything. It was that, sitting on the belly pan. That bike needs a helicopter. Is what that bike needs. <laughs> no, that bike needed three guys right. to sweat their balls. It needed off. flotation tires. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sand ladders doesn't matter. Like the whole trick with sand is just haul fucking ass. Just go as fast as your bike can go, and then when you crash, roll. Yeah, right. (laughs) There's a guy. There's roll like a potato bug. I can't think of his name right now. It's XO something whatever. Mm. But he's like an adventure guy on YouTube. Yeah, and he is the king. He can like drive through anything. Right. And like he did a recent video where he went through like 
baby head boulders right. and all this stuff. Yeah. And he was like, guess what my 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 uh, tire PSI was? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. He had it set to road. Right. 37 right. and 42 in the back. Right. Yeah. And he was like, you have to learn how to float. You have to swim this. through the yep. shit. Yep. Yep. Like the whole thing, like my, my technique for gravel is to figure out the right speed for the gravel. Like go fast, faster than you want to go. And Scarily then, fast. Right. And then when you feel like you're going to fall off, slow down. Right. And, and slow then, down until you feel like you're going to fall off and then speed up. And it's the same for sand. And it's momentum. It's What's all about my It's all about carrying. Yeah. But here's the thing: if you don't know where you're going, because yeah. last year I was riding with two guys that were really good at gravel, right? Mm-hmm. And we were in Pennsylvania. We were like two hours into a, like a seven-hour ride, whatever. And we were going through this like back road shit. It was all gravel, whatever. Yeah. And I was trying to hang with these guys that were way better than I was, right? At gravel. At gravel, right? right. And so, like, as you were saying about Santa Ana stuff. Gravel's the same thing. You right. can't go 20 miles an hour. You yeah. have to go like 50 right. to like float through gravel, yes. right? Got to swim. But when you have a downhill, like curving yeah. right thing, and you're going that way, yep. what do you do? You add wheels. You, you, can't, you can't hit front brakes. You can't hit back brakes, whatever. <laughs> I actually slid off the thing, slid through this guy's front yard, and stopped about 10 feet from going right. off a 200-foot cliff. Yeah. And the guy came up and said, you haven't been here before, have you? Exactly. I said, no. I said yeah. yeah. And I was like shaking, whatever. Yeah. So like, besides all your setup and everything, there's a certain like level of like learning about how to fuck to do this. The music crap. man, Professor Harold Hill said, oh, you have dude. to know the territory. Oh, yeah. It's... And you have to know the territory. <laughs> and this is one of those scenes where it's like you got to know the territory. So let me ask so you you got to find somebody to ride with who knows the fucking territory. Let me just so, say this. Chris. Reference Professor Harold Hill. Very nice. Thank yeah. you. Capital T. I'm here for. I'm here for pool. the people. <laughs> it starts with a T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. Pool. <laughs> well, I know all you folks are the right kind of people. <laughs> uh, here, here's, well, a, here's a similar what story. What do you do though on that? What do you do on a downhill right-hand turn in gravel when you're going way? Do you know back? what you do? Yeah, you grab a fucking foot full of rear brake. Right. You well, step the ass end. I did that. I did you that. aim the front end in the right direction. Get it pointed the right way. You yeah. drop the clutch and pray. <laughs> you pooped yourself. I did all exactly. that. But yeah. So right. okay. And what happens is you end up in somebody's front yard. Right. And you, and you hope die. to have sun tea on then the porch. You, then you do the Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and you say, I meant to do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. And if you oh. see a jar of sun tea on the porch, right. you're like, hey, you're you picked the right yard. Hey. Bonus. All right. Bonus. Right. Here's a similar story. Yard that sale me, in the yard. This made me think of the Cleveland Moto podcast when I was on the trip in Baja. There was this uh, Italian guy who was with us. He was a shorter guy, probably like 5'8 or something. And somewhat riding? Somewhat portly. On an R1200 GS. A big GS. Well! Yeah. And he could... A little fold-on stepladder? No, no. Yeah, I (laughs) did, yeah. But he he could ride it. This dude could ride it, you know? And, um... But he was telling the story about the first time he went to Baja. He said he was on DR650. And he said he was on a pretty rugged uphill. Yeah. And he said two times he tried to get up this hill. Yeah. And two times he was like... I'm bailing, and he's like jumped off the back of the bike and just and walked it away. Sent it, you know, let, it walk. let the let, let, let <laughs> wow. the bike go. So he said he's like sweating. He's trying to get the yeah. bike upright. He's trying to get back down the hill so he can make another run at it. Yeah. He said. Meanwhile, there's a guy on a big like 1200, like a full size adventure right. bike. He said this guy's like boop 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 and like going by. He said like a mountain goat. Yeah. Like he said the guy drives by him, like picks his line, gets to the top. Mm-hmm. The guy gets to the top of the hill, turns around, circles back, and comes to see, like, hey, and you're doing it wrong, whatever. Oh, you know? the fuck you yeah. say. And so then he says, he, the guy goes <laughs> back down, he comes back up, and 
He said the guy stopped. He brings him like, a quart of milk. Yeah, yeah the, the guy, the guy, <laughs> the guy stops. his balls yeah. a little bit. Yeah, right, yeah. He said he's like on oh, a full sweat, like right. I'm, I'm going to die on the side yeah. of this hill. And this other guy is like a mountain goat. Bop, yeah. bop, 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 bop. And he said the guy stops beside him. He's like, you know what your problem is? And he says he's like waiting for pearls of wisdom to exactly. drop this guy's lips yeah. and stuff. Yeah. The guy's like, you know what it is? You're too fat, and you're on the wrong bike. Oh, <laughs> shit! Uh, oh, oh, my God! And, and then the guy, off he fucks. You're too <laughs> fat, and you're on the wrong bike. Yeah. Guess what? Before I was married to my wife, that's what Dude, that's something the Lone Ranger would say. Oh, man. You know what your problem is? You're too fat, and you're on the wrong bike. Yeah. He said he was admiring this guy's skill, and like, he's like yeah. real suave, going up yeah. the hill, like picking yeah. his you're line. You're too like, fat, and you're on yeah. the wrong and bike. And he said the guy comes back, he thinks he's going like, to help him out, give him like... <laughs> Like, hey, you know what you need to do kind of thing. But he's Some like, motivation. Yeah. Do you know You're what the replacement fat. for displacement is? Not being a fat-ass fuck you, fuck. You're too Go fat. Fuck You're on the wrong yeah. bike. But you know what? He made it right up the hill after that. Fuck. Yeah. 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 No, he did not. Yeah. You know he didn't. Yeah. And then Huff, he came back. Huff came up on his 110 and oh, fucking made it up the hill. He's like, fuck you. I don't need You're displacement. You're too fat. Yeah. You're on the wrong bike. This is kind of a centrifugal clutch. Right, right. Of course. Of course. That is vicious. That story came out around the campfire. One night we're all drinking beer and stuff. And this guy Joey, the Italian guy, he was like, uh, he's telling a story, and we just all fell to pieces. Yeah. But I actually thought of the podcast. I was, oh like, my I was like, that's God. a perfect podcast story. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Your whole trip is the perfect podcast story. Yeah. It's been a great, honestly, yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah. It, it was a great trip. It was. Oh, well, I can't say enough about. Uh, Thanks so much for not dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and sharing it, and the whole premise of how it started was great. Yeah, yeah. you guys, you guys yep. had an amazing trip. So, for the podcast listeners, they got back into town last night. Yeah, yep. Yep. last yeah. fucking night. Yep. Tim still smells funny. Uh, yeah. Well, he smells. Well, that, nice. That's the only change anytime soon. <laughs> it's all this. It's the coat. He it's smells like And he oil. didn't ride his bike out here today. No, no he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, Pussy. Yeah. 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 He shows up in a fucking East Folia. Right. Oh, look, a Honda Element. But that's going to be like a Volkswagen. Yeah. The, uh, but there's that. So, anything. Uh, we need to consider that trip is way too affordable yeah. to be ignored. Yeah. yeah. And you know October. Yep. It's beautiful in Mexico in October. I'd go back and Tim, yeah, I'm out. Ciao, Bell. Ciao, Bell. Tim. Good job. And rocking that CSC too. Seriously, the same bike came back on the same bike you left on. Did you change oil? Right, he did. All right. We changed oil in Kansas in an alley beside an auto zone or something. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wasn't the first time I had a lube job in an alley behind an alley. I was going to say, <laughs> a lube job in an alley in Kansas. <laughs> well, it seems like you guys are all about to quit, so I have yeah. to ask Nick. What? You posted a picture of your little project. No, he picked, posted a, a picture of a shovel full of rust. Yeah. Rust, <laughs> rust and, and Bondo, what are you doing? What's going on with this thing? Everything. I'm stripping it down to metal. and I'm. What, is what there any metal on? left underneath it? There's a surprising amount of... Uh, like, I was going to take a picture. I'm always taking pictures right, of yeah. the thing, trying to come up with funny things to post on Facebook. But, <laughs> like, I, I, I took a picture of, like... Okay, for the podcast listeners... This is a Fiat 850 Sport. 850 Coupe. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, a Coupe. It's, it's not There's the Sport. sport it, about it, it. it doesn't have the 50 horsepower. It has right. like the 37 36 horsepower. horsepower. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. 
It is a, a little, cute uh, little car. Yeah. Does it have a Fiat in the airbox? 850. It does. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. 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 Winner of a. <laughs> And it is a four-stroke. It is just yes. barely. It's four cylinders. It's a four-cylinder, well. four-stroke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I saw it in your driveway. Yep. When I stopped by, mm-hmm. and like it is. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. There's metal left. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Oh, there's been shovels full of oxide. Really? Yeah. Well, here, I'll throw away one Facebook joke I was going to do. I took a picture of, like, I stripped it down, uh, like a fender down to bare metal. And yeah. I, I, was, I took a picture I was going to post on Facebook. This is the funniest looking rust I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> God. That, yeah, like, honestly, how many of those are there? I don't know. There's not many. No. I, I've never, before this one, I've yeah. never seen an 850 coupe. I've seen right. the spiders. Oh, before. spiders, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where did you find those. this machine? It was, um, well, it was originally from Wycliffe. Yeah. And I found, I found this yeah. one south of Canton somewhere. Yeah. And when's the last time it has ridden? I'm I'm gonna guess. Well, it's a '67. Yeah. I'm gonna guess the last time it was driven was 1972. I was gonna wow. say something wow. like that. Probably ten years from the date of inception. Wow! And yeah. so you weren't even born when this thing was last. Oh, shit. absolutely not. No. Yeah. Nor was I. Smith. I don't think. I honestly, Kevin's penchant for. Yugos, or as I say, Fugos, because they're Fiats built by a Czechoslovakian company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So your penchant for Czechoslovakian Yugos, or Czechoslovakian Fiats, and his actual Fiats, like, not joking, he's fighting a battle of ridiculous corrosion. Oh, yeah. There's mm-hmm. so much fucking body rot. I looked at that thing when I was in your driveway. I, I put my head underneath it, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's not even a planter. How much the, fabrication are you looking at? A lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> 60%. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 40% it's funny. is in safe. The, in the 60% 90s, is correct. I had a Fiat 128, 124. Yeah. Which, which one? It was the coupe, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of the parts were... Super cheap because they had used them on yeah. Yugos, right. and Yugos were yeah. still like contemporary at that Available. time. Available, so right. you, you could buy parts to put together this 1972 Fiat. Everything okay. crossed over. Oh how yeah. Much, how yeah. much was a new Yugo? I remember because I'm I'm, I'm 48 years old. So Thirty nine five. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thirty nine. It's something like a Bob Morris yeah. or something. Yeah. Thirty nine ninety five. What yeah. year? Early eight, 90s. Yeah, 89. 87. Yeah. 86, 7, 8, 9, yeah, right. I think 86 three? or 7 was the first year. I'm, I'm getting a little rusty in there. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so so my, first, my first new car was a 91. Um, 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 and I'm on my But was it a Yugo? No, it wasn't a Yugo. It doesn't it, relate. It was a, uh, yeah, no, 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 it was, it was a Hyundai. Oh, yeah. With four speeds, no air conditioning, and I rode it 97,000 miles, and then it died. Yugo's... Oh, shit. So okay, wait. Slowly, slowly, slowly picture. getting Oh, Jesus metal. Christ, you straightened out the entire left quarter. Yeah, there's still a big dent. So left rear quarter, and it's got a crunch in it. Yeah. The Oh, my God, the whole front of this left rear quarter. The C-pillar 
is beautiful. Are you a masochist? It's gorgeous. <laughs> but there is a crunch in the left rear corner by the turn signal that looks like Godzilla went, I'll have some of that. Uh-huh. I guarantee that yeah. happened in the last six months. Somebody what? backed a truck into it or really? something. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's vicious. Yeah. Like, there is a vicious crunch in the back of your car. So what was the cost of your initial investment? Oh, yeah. into I paid 500 for it. It should have been free. Yeah. It should have been, take this cancer out of the driver. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. I am, the engine turns, it's yes, free, again. and I clean the carburetor, so I'm thinking it's going to run, because I found so <laughs> many other things wrong with it, yeah. that w- it was parked yeah. 40 years ago, not because of the engine. Sure. It was parked because it was what it was. The floors were rotting out. Because there was a stop sign where the floor should have been. I found evidence <laughs> that it's been on fire at least once. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Were you drunk when you purchased this? I can no. tell you, mine had to put new uh, oil yeah. pump in it. The right. oil pump was like twenty eight dollars yeah. or something. Yeah. It was like super yeah. dirty. It so doesn't matter. Like, what is the what is the parts acquisition um, process? Yeah, yeah pro- like do you a, have to know a former Nazi in Argentina <laughs> right. to get that a part be, for this car? That would be helpful, but no. Actually, I need a windshield wiper motor. Actually, you have to call Klaus. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't Serbia. have to be a Nazi. There's a guy on Netflix. There's a guy on Netflix that has Finding Nazis, and it's his show. <laughs> you have to contact that guy who also found a thing in the dirt. That I'm sorry, might... my name is Russolini. Right. <laughs> Russolini. It's not the least bit fascist. It's <laughs> Russolini. It's with an R. All right, so what, what is your process? There's actually a place in Columbus that Ohio? sells Fiat parts. Yeah. Temple of Speed? No, it's that was uh, Jeff Hazelton. Midwest Bayless or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Midwest Bayless. In, in Nick's defense, yeah. I totally understand it. It's like the journey that is the fun part for me. Oh, my. Like when you well, get a crappy Phil, bike. It's like going to 100 proms to find out the girl that like has the one club foot. Right, it's like, <laughs> but she's always she, the nicest one. Well, of course, she's the most brilliant, amazing person there. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, you sold me that pair of Vespas. I did, and you saw how one of them turned out. As seriously, the Vespa of the gods. If you guys ever want to know the best a rally, if you're a Vespa enthusiast and you're listening to this podcast, and I tell you rally. That's all I need to say. I don't care whether it's Rally 180 or Rally 200. It doesn't matter. The word is Rally. Rally is the pinnacle of Vespa everything. Rally is it. SSGS, I don't care. Rallies were better. And you built the best rally I've ever seen. Oh, God, don't say that. People are going to start looking at it closely. (laughs) (laughs) It's still the best rally I've ever seen. And I built a bunch of them. So... His rally is better than any rally I've ever built. Which is and, like at least two years of rally knowledge. You know. Well, rallies are pretty magical. So, like, rallies have a different crank, and they're like, rallies are a little different than any other Vespa. And rallies are faster. Rallies are better than any other Vespa. So, like, up until the recent history of Vespas, where you have, like, 300s and, you know, stuff like that. But, like, prior to 1980... Rallies were the shit. It's like, the fastest one. It's the fastest Vespa you could buy. Like a rally could be left in fourth gear and crunk up a hill. Like any other bike could be dropping gears. The rally's staying in top gear and it's passing everybody. What's the CC? Two hundred. 
did he say crunk? Yeah, crunk. Yeah. Yeah. Crunk. Yeah. Is that is that with a K? That was intentional. Or a Q U. No, that's a Q that was a C R U N Q U R Q E R N E and umlaut under the U. We put we put umlaut under the U. I love it. I'm learning a new language here. <laughs> right, but those those Vespas started out with rust holes and right. stuff like that. Exactly. And, and the, no, these the Fiat were, is admittedly worse. The bikes he bought from me were literally named Tetanus <laughs> and Son of Tetanus. Right, and he came and he's like, "I want to buy Vespa projects," and I was like, "Those are rallies," and he was like, "A dollar uh, a piece." It was not far off, but the point was. They were literally rust bucket projects. And if you see his bikes, like if you're on the DGR... Oh, it's insane. His green rally is fucking heaven. Yeah. Like, I'd be proud to own that bike any day of the week. Even so if it didn't run. I'd if buy it. If it didn't run, no, I'd, I'd buy, buy it in a second. It. Right. Absolutely. Right. They're way better than they should be. And they're, they're tastely done and they run. So, well done. Now, he's just decided to do it with the whole goddamn car. Which is like rally vest, like Vespa rally two hundred times four, more than that. That's a lot. Yeah. Of fun. <laughs> <laughs> more than that. It's so much harder to work on cars. It's yeah, like dating I mean, it's... a stripper who's been hit by a train. Well, I that was has an FDD. Oh god, and, yeah. and, and she's, HPV. She's got the monkey on her back and a monkey <laughs> on her back. <laughs> she's some. Exactly. I was I was able to rebuild most of the rally in my living room. I don't huh? think I can do that with the car. Well, you can't. No. You just have to like. Have it's a hard game, man. It's a hard game. All right, so for the world's longest Cleveland oh, Moto podcast, that was a big one. I just looked. One. It is a big one. It's three almost hours. three hours. Yeah, for the record. Anybody got anything else? I do, but I'm not gonna. I'll save it for next week. Do it. We we have a record to teaser. Beat. Teaser. No, no. Teasers are fine. Okay, so teaser. <laughs> oh, boy. Come on, Steve. So I have an '81, my C70. Yes. And your passport, car. yeah, my passport. I, yeah. I ride that most. I actually ride that bike the most Absolutely. of all the bikes I have. Yeah. So now at full throttle. Yeah. I, okay. I replaced to pre, you know, preface this. I set the timing, set the valves, put a new carb on. Put uh, the old uh, jet holder and the old jets and yeah. from the Honda carbs into the new. Into the new body. Yeah, and and it's it's a good. Taiwanese copy of a uh, of a Honda Carb, yeah. yeah. So at full throttle, I get sur- I get surging. Ooh! So I figured I didn't have a tech tip today. Ah! And I think I know what it is, but I just wanted to throw that out there. It's surging. Wait till it's next a, week. It's a puzzler. Tune question. in. It is like to have people. It's like wow, wow. Like you, like you, like the power okay. is like wow. So you wow, kept. Wow. Your wow. jet holder, you kept your jets. And the needle. And the needle. Yeah, Don't give anything away. But you changed the carb body to a modern, available eBay carb body. Right, because I was having an issue with uh, my... I let my boss borrow my scooter because he was okay. bike... He was oh, scooter he was curious. He was yeah, scooter he was curious. curious. So he left it in his backyard, <laughs> right, lying on its side. Um, you know, the car got filled with... Water, you know, he gave it back. He's like, it's not. I don't know what's the matter with it. Two flat tires. The thing was lying on its side. Four of the seven people in this room want to go kill him. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, the, the other two make it, <laughs> <laughs> make it five. Make it five. 
Okay. All right. So so when I got it back, I, I've been Your fighting passport. this car. Yeah, I've been Seriously, fighting. Seriously, the yeah. passport you have been riding well, since yeah. I've known you. Right. He borrowed it and left it on its side. Right, and it was, I mean, he <clears> trashed <throat> the thing. And it and didn't he, still run? No. It's but, a passport. But I've... It wasn't good. You want to go have a ran, talk with them? It didn't run well. Cause I'm you, thinking we need to take a ride, and we need to maybe pay him a visit, <laughs> and we need to have an aloha party, which is where we all ri- wear Hawaiian shirts. Well, when you met me, you said that's the fastest passport you've ever seen. It is the fastest. Like seriously, Steve. Yeah, it did fifty. It did fifty solid. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've ridden all kinds of bikes, and when I met Steve. He, we were riding along with route each other. Route two, I think it yeah. was route two. We were on route two, and that fucking bike was holding a solid fifty, like GPS fifty, no problem for an indeterminate distance, <laughs> and it never stopped going fifty. <laughs> but Steve was one sixty back then. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe but the fact longer. that somebody <laughs> disrespected that bike by lying on its side, yeah. no, no, they needed to taste my fucking kiwi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So anyway, now oh. I have this issue. Yeah, okay. All right. And today I was doing 42. Yeah. But at that top end, yeah. okay. And it's a, surging. Another clue is that the colder it is, All right. the worse it runs. The worse it runs. What day of the week was it? Well, any day of the week. No, it's Lent. Every day. It's yeah. Lent. That makes a difference. It's Lent. Oh, right. I only it's Lent. fish oil. Yeah, it's Lent. I only use like, <laughs> fish Lent. oil in the crankcase yeah, during Lent. Lent. you got to be careful so, during Lent. No. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Okay, that's a good tech tip. So we have all the facets. We know that it was surging. We know that it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, but when it's warmer, it's worse. No, it's... Better when it's warmer. Oh, it's better when it's warmer. It's <laughs> right. And okay. all the maintenance has been done. The chain is loose. Right. The right. valves are right. adjusted. Yeah, yeah. So the we're timing all, is set. We're all yeah. on the gazinda at this point. Yeah, we're all at the gazinda. Ooh. Oh, and I have a new exhaust on it, too. I put okay. a new exhaust on it because the... This because might be the greatest passport ever. Okay. All right. Or not. Well, that gives us something to work on. When Podcast listeners, you've heard the description Sunday of the symptoms. Year. Send in your best idea as to what you think the problem is. Written on with a five Steve's We have a quarter of a bottle left. Exactly. The, uh, We've nearly killed the Kentucky we Lexington. A, we have a quarter horse. A quarter horse. <laughs> <laughs> we have not available. Made. It to is our totally winner. a quarter horse of Lexington. So uh, stay and, on the edge of your seats. Right. Until next for week. For the solution next week, when we talk about Steve's passport. And what was the cause of the reason it's running poorly other than he loaned it to a dipshit? <laughs> so, with that, remember to ride fast and take chances. Play us out. Jesus Christ, three hours. That's our world record. Holy crap.